All aboard the bullet train. My name is Joseph Salamone. Welcome back to the AOK Aggressively OK podcast. I am one half of the twisted mind behind the podcast. Joseph Salamone joined by the other half. Um, Adam Sidorius. And um, he's the one half of the brain. I'm the other half of the brain. Mm-hmm. And together we have one cum brain. Um, yeah, I like to say that uh, Adam's a brain cell and I'm an incel, so. Um, no, buddy, you're an imbecile. <laughs> Are you really going to roast me like that? Top of the episode? So where can everyone find you online, Joey? Find me, uh, you can find me crying in the corner. Um, well, you can't do that. I, I'm actually mistaken, because we have a big episode today, Joey. Um, mm-hmm. What better way to bring uh, everybody back into the tenfold of AOK? than to have one giant episode where we talk about not only two movies uh, that I, I feel like they're pretty well worth talking about. Like, we we, we, we have a lot to say about these two movies. But mm-hmm. also, we're going to kind of forecast um, the rest of the year, the awards chances of these movies, and um, or even just, like, our personal anticipation. Um, and also the awards chances of uh, movies we've already seen this year. I know it's not typically that we see... Uh, earlier in the year movies get uh awards recognition but i think you know movies like get out and um you know uh other stuff like that have proven that mm-hmm. black panther was one of them too like i remember that came out yeah earlier. uh like uh i mean yeah and that, especially with the kind of the even though uh i think theaters are returning to normal we are still in a post uh uh lockdown uh uh industry so i I still do think we can there's still going to be a bit of that spread you know no absolutely like i i think if there is one good thing about like uh the 2020 oscars or 2021 for the 2020 year um it was that the pandemic did give an opportunity for like a lot of like films that typically wouldn't be nominated to be recognized like i feel like in a typical year judas and the black messiah would not have gotten as much Mm -hmm. love as it did Uh, and i say that as a good which is crazy yeah, it's crazy because Judas is a like I feel like that would be like one of those movies where in a normal like if it came out like in 2021 like uh, like I mean it did but you know what I mean like if it was part of that award cycle it would have been one of those movies where like oh justice for Daniel Kaluuya but then he actually won in 2020 uh, so it's kind of cool um, so but I I still think that that um I genuinely think ever since like Moon Knight or, or Moon Knight Moonlight <laughs> ever since Moonlight won uh, Best Picture. We've been getting like cooler nominations um, yeah. ever since then, uh, just because, you know, that just proved that, oh, hey, like we can award the best movie of the year, actually. Uh, and no offense to La La Land. I love La La Land, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Something about Moonlight winning just like really it, it does a lot because that's such like an independent film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a bit the Moonlight winning was like uh, it was like one for the one for the heart, you know? Yeah, it really was. Like mm-hmm. I, so I feel like, and I such like, like an outwardly emotional film too. Well, the thing about the Oscars is that you can have Moonlight win, and then two years you can have Green Book win, and yeah. you can go back and forth with that for the rest of your life. Uh, it's just it's that constant feeling. Um, and then most years you're gonna have the Coda win, where you have yeah. no thoughts on it. Uh, well, I remember like the ab- one year that The Shape of Water won. It was like, how is the fish sex movie the safe choice? <laughs> no, literally. Um, so, I mean, the thing is, like, I like Shape of Water, but 
and and it's like a, I think it's a good win. Like I respect it. I love Del Toro, but like I did not have an affinity for the win itself. You know what I mean? But I am yeah, like happy. I, I I actually really love the movie, but I do I I I don't even think it was my choice to win that year. But I love the film. I do think uh, I'm a big Del Toro guy. That was the Phantom Thread year, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean that was I mean Blade Runner wasn't nominated, but that was the uh, as a Blade Runner boy, I got to back my movie. I remember even thinking Lady Bird or like, mm-hmm. um, I think that was Get Out Cheer, right? Uh, yeah. That's the year he won screenplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck yeah. There, there's a lot of, I mean, I love Del Toro and I'm yeah, always happy to Dunker, see him. Uh, like Florida Project, Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, that was a great yeah. year. Great fucking year. Um, Rebuild so, towards, uh, Sorry, Sarah Hall, friend of the pod. <laughs> any, anytime I think I'm excited for uh, the new Mark one. McDonough movie? Yeah, I think of Sarah Hall, and I think of just like uh, um, disappointing her for uh, how dare I possibly <laughs> anticipate a, a Marty McDonough movie? Because I I will always remember her rant about that movie. It's so funny. Uh, we love you, Sarah. Uh, great yeah. friend of the pod. Welcome back anytime. Um, but but yeah, no. Um, there's plenty of movies to talk about. But first, as Joe alluded to uh, with his intro, uh, Bullet Train, a movie. Uh, for reference, we are recording this on August 5th, so Joey just got out of seeing it. Like, literally mm-hmm. went to the theater, came home, got online. Like, he, he's fresh off the theater. Yeah, dude. So, I um, thought I could stay offline, but I couldn't. Uh, we're not going to do, like, a whole deep dive into this movie, because I don't think it's really a deep dive type movie. But um, overall, what were your uh, like thoughts on it, like, going into it, and how did you feel after um, well, I thought that the trailer was, like, okay. Um, how do you say the director? What's his last, how do you say it? It's David Leteach, is that how you say it? David Leach. Leach. Um, I've seen most of his movies. Uh, obviously, I've seen Hobbs and Shaw. Um, yeah, yeah. And I like, I, I really, I'm a big fan of the John Wick films. Um, I haven't seen Atomic Blonde. That's the only one of his I haven't seen. Uh, pretty good. But uh, Deadpool 2 is a lot of fun. So, And I, I love Brad Pitt, and the cast is pretty stacked. Um, and, uh, it seemed like a cool idea. So I was looking forward to it. Um, and then when you, you, Adam saw it before me and when I heard what he had to say about it, I was a bit more interested in it. So I was looking forward to the movie for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw it the other night. Uh, I, I didn't go to like a press screening of it. Uh, cause the press screening was only a night before I went to one of those paid screenings, um, where you just got, I think they had to look at across all the large format theaters in the country. Like, I personally saw it at an RPX Regal Theater, um, and I didn't realize how packed it was going to be because I was under the assumption I was like, going to be sitting alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I got there and two fucking dudes sat next to me, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, great." Uh, so I, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be like a hit." I mean, was your theater busy tonight? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I would say it was like fifty percent full. I wasn't like packed to the nines, but it had. Uh, we did like a decently sized. I saw it in IMAX, so I had like a decently sized crowd. Yeah, I think it's one of those movies that really does benefit from, like, a large format, um, because, uh, not to go ahead and spoil my thoughts, but uh, I'd say other than Top Gun, uh, this is the most fun I've had with the movie uh, mm-hmm. this summer. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, not to spoil my thoughts, but same. Uh, it is just really fucking fun. Uh, I saw this is like, what, at a 57 or 58% on Ron Yeah, Tomatoes, that really surprised me. I was like, I'm going to have to be a, a, a bullet train defender. 54%. That's nuts to me. Um, yeah, because, like, I would genuinely, like, you cannot convince me this is any worse than any of the Marvel movies that came out this year. 
Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, I would say it's infinitely better than both of them. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I had like a blast with this movie. Um, well, also, funny. like the fucking Adam Project has a sixty-seven. You know. Yeah. No, it's it's really fucking stupid. Like it's and, like really no dumb. disrespect to that. I mean, I I I I've only seen the first half of that film, but no, no. I mean, but like they're pretty. They're kind of in the same area, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think um, Bullet Train... Well, so when it started, I, for the first, like, 15-ish minutes, I wasn't really sure how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I don't know how you felt, but, like, I thought they were just introducing characters a little too quick. Yeah, I um, the first... The, I, I would go as far as say, like, the first 20 minutes. I'm going to add five minutes to the to the time. But big, the, the opening... The exposition of the, the film has kind of a rocky time getting everything set up. Like Brad Pitt is not in the opening of the film, and then we see him for like five minutes, and then there's like 15 minutes without him, and then that that yeah. whole thing it, it reminded me of the opening of Rogue One, where it's like we're really jumping bit. all over the place here right now. But once you're in the train and everything yeah. is set up, I I think it really starts to kind of sing. I I don't think it gets good at this point because I think it does get like good a little bit earlier than this, but. The first scene that I loved was, and I don't, I'm not gonna spoil anything at all, but the first time Bad Bunny shows up, because um, <laughs> that is such a fucking funny scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's been in the trailers a little bit, so people know what I'm talking about. But uh, that first fight scene with Bad Bunny is just fucking fantastic. Um, and I, and that is kind of the point where the plot starts moving, where it starts, you know, that's I think he's about the last person introduced, almost the last person introduced, uh, mm-hmm. at least for a good while. Yeah, that's not, um, like, a surprise or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, everyone else that pops up is, like, someone that's mentioned or, like, you know the train is heading towards said person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I feel like from that point forward, the movie is really fun. And, it, it like, it really, like, it's really just solid fun until, like, the third act, which is, I would say, genuinely fantastic. Yeah, um, I, I I was like baffled by how much by the end of it, or I I was like, it's the first twenty minutes. I I mean, because Adam knows Adam knows better. I'm like a pretty cynical watcher. Like I, I like, but if I'm not into it in the first twenty minutes, I it like could sour the experience. And I was like, I'm gonna yeah. walk out of this fucking movie. And then by the end of it, I was like, I believe in blockbuster cinema. No, like, literally, it, I was. The last act is great. Like it really. Really, and also too, it was. I was gonna. I wanted to mention, like, I because I the audience I was with, uh, it was the first fifty minutes was dead silent, no laughter, uh, yeah. which is really awkward for a comedy like this. And then by the end, there were full on cheers and applause breaks. People were got super super into it. Yeah, no, I um, I same here actually. Like, I mean, there's like scattered laughs at the beginning, but and like even for me, it's like I don't when like when there's like two laughs at a joke in a packed theater, that's almost worse. Yeah, it is. It's like, it's really, uh, it's disheartening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it's funny. Like, I think, so I want to say the comedic MVPs of this movie, aside from Brad Pitt, who is yeah. always the goat ever since once upon a time in Hollywood, he's just been really funny. Um, mm-hmm. but like, dear God, are Aaron Taylor Johnson and yeah. Tyree Henry are, they're so fucking good in this is movie. Is he, is Aaron Taylor Johnson British in real life? Yes, he is. Okay. Cause I was going to say, he's like, I was like, He's giving like a real, like a full on, like real committed performance. And like, he's not like if this isn't like, I mean, Brad Pitt's doing a little bit of a winking at the camera, even though I think he does a great job in the movie. But uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is like fully putting his whole pussy into the performance. 
um yeah no i am uh i i thought he was fantastic in this movie both both him and brian terry henry like they uh even when the other people like other characters weren't giving me laughs they i'm not kidding like from the first scene they were fucking funny yeah Uh, and i was like i want to see a movie with the two of them like i want i want i just want their adventure i want like uh you remember tarantino was gonna do the vega brothers yeah, yeah. Give me, uh, give me Tangerine and uh, a Lemon movie, please. <laughs> I love them. Yeah, they're so fucking funny in this movie. Like, I... And the funny thing is, like, they set up, like, a good lore for them, too. Like, where they've been on, like, so many missions together. Yeah, they're these, like, these storied serial killers, or just assassins. Oh, that scene where they're counting down, like, because mm-hmm. they can't remember exactly how many people they killed. Uh, great sequence. Like, it's just... It, yeah, that's... That, the film... That's, that's the film kind of letting you know, like, okay, well, this is, like... This is a fun... Like, we're, we're gonna get a little... Like, this is gonna be a little... Uh, gonna be a little silly, you know? It is a... It's a very silly movie, which is why I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Because from the trailer, I couldn't really grasp if it was a straight-up silly action movie or if it was just gonna, like, have comedic elements. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I think that's why I liked it so much is that it really fully leans into like how absurd everything is going on. Yeah. Um, and also I, at a certain point, it completely doesn't give a shit about like the lot. Like, I mean, they're shooting gun. Like there's not, there's never like a, they never try to ground the movie in any way. Yeah. It's like, there's bad guys on a train. Uh, mm-hmm. and like, cause it's like that, that, that sequence where they're, uh, where it's Brad Pitt and Tyree Henry, uh, and they're, they're trying to take the gun from each other. Yeah. It's like that. I love that sequence was great. Cause I was like, all right, you guys aren't, there's no, well, I don't, I don't have to worry about like the logic of this film. Like, it's not like, I'm like, oh, well, somebody would see that or that they, uh, a hostess yeah. would find the dead body. Like, it's like, they throw that kind of out the, out the window, like really early on. Yeah. I mean, by the end of the movie, the, I don't want to spoil it, but if you've seen it, you, you know what the third act entails. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all logic is out the window by the third yeah. act, but it is uh, even without fully getting into it. What, um, God, Joey King's character is trying to do in this movie, like her plot mechanic of what she's trying to accomplish, like her MacGuffin that she has, if you know what I mean. Yeah. The mechanics of that said thing is so ridiculous. Yeah. That that automatically like tells you like, oh, so it's like this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's fine because like the movie fully leans into it. Like it never tries to take itself seriously. It has like earnest character moments. It has like some like solid character work. But I feel like those things can go hand in hand. Like, it's not exclusive. Like, you can't, you can have good character moments and good story beats and also, like, have it be completely uh, nonsensical. Like, it, this is a movie where it really does have its cake and eat, eats it too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's just, I don't know. I, I kind of loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, it works really well. I mean, it's, I think something like a Top Gun has a bit more kind of, uh, like, filmmaking craft and, like, kind of a bit more, uh of like a, a a serious heft to it but with like these two movies it's like i'm like this is like it is like a classic like 2009 fun at the movies time you know what i mean like i felt like i, yeah. I was like this is really 2009 was an arbitrary year but like it's like it, it felt i was like this is like a fun original like unique action movie. It, it reminded me a bit of the i think the oceans movies are a little better but like kind of the it's a big ensemble cast, like star studded. Each one, each person has a very distinct character and they each kind of, everyone gets their chance to chew up the scenery. And yeah. uh, it's just a, bla- it's a, it's a lot of fun. It was a really like, if you're in a bad mood, go see this movie. You'll come out smiling. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I, I have, other than like the first 20 minutes, uh, when you get, pa- it's not even that it's that bad. It's just kind of throwing a lot at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's still kind of, it's still, 
decently fun. It's just a bit much. But like after you get past the, like the first little bit of it, uh, it, it's really so fun. Um, I would say other than I'm looking like looking at my letterbox right now. Other than straight up Top Gun, I think it's my second favorite mm-hmm. movie of the summer. I could be wrong about that. Um, unless I'm just like. I mean, unless you're kind of like Marcel the Shell or something. or I mean, are you forgetting about the next movie we're going to talk about? Well, I, I was going to also say there is one other movie that we are uh, talking about today uh, that we're quote-unquote reviewing, even though we're uh, a little bit late to it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I will say, um, before we fully transfer, I want to say uh, this was not Joey's fault that we uh, are late <laughs> to re- reviewing Nope. I got the suds that we put yeah. the movie came uh, like straight up, like I, the movie came out, we were going to record that weekend. I got fucking bedridden sick. Um, I was down, I was like down in the dirt, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so apologies for having how late this is, but I was on my deathbed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I already spoiled it. We're talking nope next. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, um, you hate Jordan Peele movies. Why I hate that? him. Uh, I just think none of them are good. Uh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh-huh. Should we wrap up Bullet Train before we move on? I mean, is there anything else to say? Um, fun time at the movies. Uh, it's uh, 7.5 on a good day, 8 out of 10. Um, if the first act was a little tighter, I'd give it like an 8.5. But as it stands, it's like a really solid 7.5. Like a really like... Yeah. There's like a there's the kind of like rock solid 7.5 for a blockbuster mm-hmm. that... And let's face it, most blockbusters are like five or four out of tens. So yeah. a seven point five for an action movie, that's really fucking solid. Um, and sometimes you want to see that because I've been I've been on a, a if anyone's on my letterbox, I've been on a bit of a Criterion binge recently. I, I've watched like fifteen movies in like three days or something like that. And I've been mm-hmm. it's like late it's like Ozu and fucking Bong Joon Ho and uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of kind of the classic stuff. And to see just like a big fun movie was like a really big fresh of like breath of fresh air for me. I was like, aha. So it's like just a, yeah, exactly. Like a, a, a really banging seven out of 10. Yeah. I had a great time with it. It's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but I, I wouldn't say it's as fun as our next movie. Yeah. Uh, nope. Nope. Directed by Jordan Peele. Uh, Joseph's least favorite director. My least um, favorite. Uh, no, I mean, you had dinner with him one night and uh, I did. And he told, he showed me us. Yeah. He did show you us. Um, and I told him to my face, his face that I didn't vibe with it that much. And he, um, he re-edited it and mm-hmm. you ghosted his calls when he, yeah, uh, and I, asked I, I didn't see, I didn't see the new cut. So I think he's mad. He didn't, he didn't reach out about nope either. So, well, he, he was, so when he heard that, um, official, uh, NIF rejector, uh, spike, <laughs> was uh i (laughs) yeah he got yeah he got his uh he got he got uh he got vengeance there you know before any movie like if you ever make a teaser for your next movie can you please put um um official rejection at nif official rejection (laughs) i'll 100 percent put that that's a great joke it's so fucking funny (laughs) for anyone i might spike got rejected from the new york film festival uh because they're fucking pretentious and don't get it you know what um, Spike and Nope have in common? Nothing. They they didn't play at Niff. Damn. Um, Dude, I got so... something in feel. What? We both didn't play Niff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I... You, you're just like him for real. 
Yeah. Um, he opened number one at the box office, and uh, I have and you thousands. you opened number one in my heart. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So, so nope. Um. This is his third feature film. Um. Uh, all jokes aside, you don't you don't hate Jordan Peele. I love Jordan Peele. I uh I think Get Out is like a masterpiece. Uh, I think it's one of the best screenplays uh, of the past couple of years. Uh, and like one of the, uh, I mean, everybody knows one of just the most striking debuts from a director. Um, and then us, I think us, I, I haven't seen it in a super long time. So I could, I, I am due for a rewatch. Uh, I think us has a lot of really strong stuff in it. Um, I do think it's a bit messy um, and a bit of a waste, not a waste of potential. Cause it, I'd say he, I think he gets, I think he does what he wants to, um, uh, and there's a lot of really great stuff in there. I just don't know if it quite all works together. At least that's how I felt at the time. Uh, but uh, nope, I was super, super excited for. Yeah, um, I I think you need to rewatch us because I it's one of those movies that plays really good on a second or third viewing. Us is um, I would give us uh, us is, is is a seven point five out of ten as well. I know I, I know that's my that was my I got a lot of shit for that take. So um, I do not have any hot Jordan Peele takes. I do prefer get out to us but i think us is fantastic i loved it um i i don't know i think it's it's one of those follow-ups where i don't think it's better than his first movie but he progresses as a filmmaker so much in it that you don't care that's not better because he's doing so many different things behind the camera Mm -hmm. and um nope is a movie that i was really excited for not only because it was jordan peele but because we haven't had like a straight up like alien like ufo movie in mm-hmm. a long time and yeah, the like idea flying that saucer like a flying saucer movie like mm-hmm. like i'm talking signs i'm talking close encounters like i'm talking independence day baby like i want that kind of like mm-hmm. where you don't know what the fucking alien looks like till you're out of the theater you know what i mean yeah like i that's what i want um and the idea that jordan peele is going to do that really excited me um so i saw i saw this at a screening uh, and this was before the reviews came out either. Uh, so I didn't, there was no reaction for this movie when I went to the screening of it. Um, so I was really hyped and I saw it in IMAX. Did you see it in IMAX? I did, but you bullied me into seeing it in IMAX. I wasn't going to. But are you glad you did? A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, uh, this movie fucking rules. It's it's, it's great. It's so yeah. fucking fun. Nope um, is a triumph. I, it blew me away. I'm so, I'm so happy about it. Like I, I, it's, it's like a, if for him as a director too, I'm so happy for him and I'm happy the movie, I'm just happy as a fan of movies. Like it's a complete, Nope is like the biggest W we've gotten this year. It's not my favorite movie of the year, but it's like the biggest W right now for me. It's really great, especially in the terms of like big budget filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Like I would say this year, as far as like big budget movies go, uh, Batman, Top Gun, Nope, and The Northman are kind of like mm-hmm. those, like the kind of like the trifecta or like the, I don't know what the, like the four level of trifecta is, but like, that's like the Mount Rushmore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's like, those are four big budget movies that like know what the fuck they're doing and they like feel like films. And that's just something like, like Elvis as well. It's uh yeah. I mean, Elvis is like a little more like, I, I wouldn't equate it to like a uh, a Top Gun. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it, I mean, I I loved Elvis. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it a, a little bit later, uh, not a, at a big length, but uh, it's it's really good and it's kind of nice to see it chugging along. That's why it's not on HBO yet, much to my mom who doesn't go to the theaters dismay. <laughs> uh, but 
but yeah, no, I, it's nice to see like the box office kicking right now. And Nope is just like one of those movies that it, it's so refreshing to see something with such scale and heart and ambition. And it just kind of knocks out of the park at every corner. It, it's really amazing. Like I, I fucking loved it. It's so good. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 really it was just I mean, I think you uh, you said this um, when you were coming out of it uh, and I completely agree. It's like there's a there's there's comparisons to be made to something like Signs or Close Encounters. But mm. overwhelmingly, this feels like a Jordan Peele movie. And it's it's it, it to me, it, it felt like he was kind of not to say that he didn't have like a bag of tricks per se but like us and 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 get out are like very similar films and for a while there were theories that they were like in the same universe and stuff and to me nope was him kind of leaving him being like all right guys this is i'm this is me on a big scale this is how i make movies this is how they feel and this is this is and i've got a lot more in me like i have like i this is i this this is my voice and this is how i sing and uh, i was just super super impressed with it it's there's nothing else like this movie it's uh, it's and it's completely its own thing, and it's it, it, and also you were listing off like Independence Day signs, and like the, it stands on its own completely as well. It's like, oh it's yeah, completely his its own thing, and it's completely it's it's such a confident film. It's also, I mean, re- relative to to Get Out and Us, it's it's way more stripped back. It's way more focused on the characters. There's not mm-hmm. as much kind of there are twists and turns to be had throughout the film, but it's a lot more. To me, it felt a lot more confident from him. Yeah, I mean, so I think it's like, uh, it's funny, because like, I think it's his most, like, other than Get Out, I would say it's more crowd-pleasing than Us is. Um, but the craft is, it's the same kind of thing where I was talking about, like, the uh, the advancement from Get Out to Us, where mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't prefer it to Get Out, but he was doing so many interesting things behind the camera that I didn't care about that. And um, I would put this kind of in between us and Get Out. Like, I don't like it more than Get Out, but I would say I think enough time has passed where I, I was kind of grappling with that going out of the theater. But I do like it a little bit more than uh, us. I, I think it's even better. And he and once again, though, like you said, like he's just doing so much interesting stuff behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, like the way he uses IMAX in this movie. And this is yeah. his first IMAX movie, too. Like, it, that's not a like he uses IMAX better than like most directors who are like on their 10th IMAX movie. Yeah. To be so comfortable with it. It's like, Oh yeah. my goodness. You know, it's incredible. Like he, it's like, cause he, I watched an interview with him where he was talking about like what inspired him. And, you know, he said he was like watching uh, during the pandemic, a lot of like classic movies at home. And uh, he was thinking about like, you know, he, it was back when he was afraid about like uh, the extinction of movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And when he started writing this movie during the pandemic, he was just thinking about what kind of movie would he make that would draw people to the theater, um, but also not compromise like mm-hmm. what he does as Jordan Peele. And, and that's, like exa- that's exactly how it feels. Yeah. I mean, that's the great thing about him is that like he's one of those, at least, for, you know, where he's three for three right now. Everything like he intends to do or say behind the camera is fully um like clear and uh it it excels at those messages and those themes and those Mm -hmm. he like he evokes feeling in a way that i think um a lot of directors struggle to do 
Um, and he, he does it like so perfectly, like even with get out, you know, like he did that on a, uh, first time, like a, a, a debut flawlessly. Like that movie evokes every feeling so like precisely. And it, it's really incredible. And the same thing with this, like it, it, the way it has like awe and wonder, but also like horror and suspense is like, but also like the way it's so patient too, mm-hmm. like the way it you know it maps out like it just really takes the time with like certain shots or character works and it's like um, it's told in chapters and it's non-linear yeah. and he's like he, he's like i'm gonna tell this i'm telling you the story my way like you're i'm taking you on a ride you know what i mean yeah if i have to hear one more fucking person say the gordy thing is pointless i'm gonna like actually I'll shoot you in the face. i would i wanted to touch on the gordy <laughs> thing that's the gordy thing for me is like uh is so brilliant i was like that yeah. to me i was like like jordan like where i'm I, like i think this is how people who loved us felt but i was like i will follow you to the ends of the earth now jordan peele like that whole the whole gordy sequence mm-hmm. the whole gordy part of the story there's yeah. nobody doing it like jordan peele that is the most to have that as the framing device of your movie your alien movie to open it like that and then to cut to that in the middle i mean mild spoiler, spoilers structurally but to have that kind of sequence right in the middle of the film is such a... I, are we going to get into spoilers? Um, so try to, like, avoid saying, like, specifics, but I will warn people... Actually, you know what? Go for it. If you haven't... I feel like everyone has seen Nope. Mm-hmm. Anyone that listens to this film podcast, I'm going to assume you've seen Nope. And if you haven't, just stop listening. I'm sorry. Uh, like, go see it. Come back. You'll thank us. It's a great movie. Uh, yeah so what but what i would uh, yeah go see it uh what, what, what are you doing uh go see it right go see it as soon as possible this is i'm telling like i tell yeah, everyone i work everywhere i go i'm telling people to go see this movie because it's such a i'm like i want i'm trying to get my my dad never goes to the theater i'm trying to get him to go see it because uh, he's gonna he, he's gonna he's like i'll wait till it gets at home and i'm like no you shouldn't but it's uh it's just spoilers ahead but the whole gordy sequence and i uh, this is kind of a, a point i was going to try to make is it, it has what you're talking about where it is this big IMAX movie and it has movie stars in it and there's the emotion and the, and the, 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 I'm, the, I'm trying to avoid the word, but the, the grandness of it. Uh, but then also for, for, for fucking idiots like Adam and I, it's so thematically is there's so much going on. He has so much to yeah. say in this movie and that whole Gordy sequence, I think is kind of the centerpiece of the movie in a way, almost more so than the alien stuff. It's like, and then to kind of, to imply that that is the catalyst for the movie as well, kind of that, have that set the stage yeah. thematically and narratively. Like this is the kind of the, the, everything with Steven Young's character I thought was, was brilliantly done. I, that really, really really it really like he he won jordan peele i loved get out but jordan peele won my heart with this movie yeah no i agree with you wholeheartedly i um mm-hmm. i i think it's really um i think it's really like just it, it's really incredible like what he does mm-hmm. with it like that um they're like wild I mean, oh my god can you imagine reading that script and being like what the fuck yeah, no, literally. And, like, I, it's one of those movies where, like, I cannot imagine, like, reading the the, the description of it or, like, mm-hmm. the, the plot breakdown because I'd be like, this makes no fucking sense. But then, like, you, you watch it in context and it's like, oh, this is fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. And which is, that's honestly, like, how I feel like great directors' films are. Like, you could hear it and you're like, well, that's fucking stupid. But then you see it play out and you're like, oh, this is, like, the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm um and yeah like i mean it, it's just it 
really exceeds at everything it's trying to do. Um, I, it, if you want a testament to how good the Gordy scene is, like how effective it is. Also, yeah, I didn't even touch on how well executed the sequence is. I, I will. Here's a testament to that. So my girlfriend didn't. Um, uh, she didn't like. Well, she. Li- I mean, she loved the movie. She gave it like a five out of five. But she was so disturbed by the Gordy scene that she was like terrified for a week. Um, and I started making like monkey noises when we were going mm-hmm. to bed that night. And she like actually fucking like got. She got mad at me. She got like actually <laughs> mad at me. Um, and then we went to go see it again that weekend in Dolby. And uh, she told me before we even went to the theater, she said, just so you know, I'm going to the bathroom during the Gordy scene. I'm not fucking watching it because <laughs> it's just it is really disturbing. Like, mm-hmm. it is a scary scene. Yeah. Uh, and I don't I don't I I mean, I know I actually have a bit. I don't I'm not I won't say I don't like monkeys, but I would never like hang out with one. You know, like I have that is if, like the fear that the scene is touching on is like a real fear that I do have. So that was I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, I, I love monkeys, but I um so I, I would love to hang out with a monkey one day. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If he eats my face, so be it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude. And the whole the fist bump thing, like it's just. OK, dude. the OK, so like the the great thing about the fist bump thing is like because you know how um they mentioned earlier that like he they did the first exploding fist bump. Mm-hmm. And um like when they do the fist bump shot during the Gordy scene, you're expecting to do the explosion but then the gunshot goes off right yeah and oh my god what a great jump scare Mm -hmm. um the first scene where the ufo is going over the uh the house Mm -hmm. um i've never it's been a long time since i've seen like a nighttime scene that well shot Uh, it Mm -hmm. was beautiful um the way that like it didn't stray away from how scary the darkness is but you could also pretty clearly see what was happening um incredible uh, I'm just like going off like all the incredible scenes, like the the blood hitting mm-hmm. the the house. Yeah, we haven't even really talked about the alien. The alien. Oh, oh my god. Well, well, like even like oh, that. I mean, the Steven Yoon scene where uh, the all of them get. And again, big spoilers. If you haven't seen it, stop now. Uh, I mean it. But uh, oh my god, that scene where they're all like staring at it and then it hard cuts them getting like sucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then oh my god, the one take through the mouth. I was I I audibly went, what the fuck? Yeah, and the way that um, have you seen it twice yet, or have you only seen it? No, I haven't got to see it again. Um, I I totally like I love uh, now in retrospect that the opening credits are uh, you're going through the mouth, but Mm -hmm. you don't know what it is the first time you're watching. Yeah, well, that's what the like uh, I I don't I don't know the exact terminology. I should get Devin on. That is what a um. Like when you take uh, when you take uh, pictures on film, uh, that's what it looks like when you look down into the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like the the it's like the lens, but the um, yeah. uh, I know what you're talking about. The gate, yeah, I, I think is what it's called. I de- if Devin was on here, he'd, he'd beat us. I even clock that. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, damn, that's that's incredible. Yeah, and like the way uh, that connects thematically, just like oh my goodness. Uh, the the thematics of like. Uh, their great grandpa great 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 grandpa being like the first black man on film or the mm-hmm. first person on film ever on a horse in an ending with Kaluuya on the horse like oh my yeah, god after she took it, the pictures like it's just it's that's what i mean like i'm like like jordan peele take uh, let me see your butthole i'm eating your ass tonight like you did it <laughs> i he's just one of those guys that makes it look easy you know what i mean like he, he's yeah, so dude. good at what he does because he makes it look I, easy I, I think this is a common uh, crit- uh, not criticism a common uh 
pra- praise that he's given. Uh, I nobody nobody is crafting cinematic images better than this guy. There are so there are scenes that are like ingrained in my memory here, and it's not even just the kind of the crazy shit. I mean, the the whole the last sequence where the alien kind of is it it reveals itself. You kind of see inside it uh, as it's 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 decaying in a way. Or uh, did did you see that as a decay, or did you see that as a, as like a kind of like a like it's like standing off against the balloon? I don't know, and I think that's part of it. Like I think yeah. the entire point of it is that um the the, the whole reason why Kaluuya and his sister um and everyone that's like on his team survive. Um, is because they un- they understand that they won't understand the creature. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's why he yeah. doesn't look them in the eyes because he doesn't look at himself as an equal to this creature. He doesn't think he or it are above one another or below one another. He I just see thinks this movie again <laughs> as it as what it is. It's a different creature. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he respects that. He respects. I love that. I love because I, I remember I listened to this. Um, that's it, it, based in reality because I listened to this podcast uh, with these scientists talking about aliens, yeah. and they were like, "In truth, if aliens visited Earth and we saw them, we probably wouldn't be able to comprehend what we were looking at because their way of interacting with the universe, uh, kind of developmentally, would be st- like so different that we wouldn't be able to understand what we were seeing." No, yeah, like, and also the great thing about that is that um, maybe this is just like me like looking too much into it, but the way it was designed um, at the end was like, because I I do like the earlier in the movie like when uh, Stephen Yoon's kids in the in the suits, and I fully fell for it. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but, yeah, so did I. I was like, oh, I didn't know it was this type of movie. Yeah, uh, I I love that. It was it was fantastic because it, it it touches on like the trope of like they're just little green men and how we've like. The same way we've like, um, you, we've like made it okay for like animals just like be props for us in film. We've just assumed that yeah, there's aliens and they're just like little dudes, mm-hmm. like instead of like complex creatures. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the way I took the design of the creature was it almost looked like a um, you know, the theory that like, um, sea creatures are actually aliens. Yeah like octopus and stuff like mm-hmm. it almost like looked like an octopus or like a squid or like something you'd see at the bottom of the ocean mm-hmm. um and that's what it i kind of saw had like a rattlesnake effect where it was like kind yeah. of like that's why i thought it was almost like a because i couldn't tell if the creature at the end if it was dying or if it was like it's yeah. you know in a way when like when animals face off like when birds face off they'll like, they'll extend their feathers out to look bigger than they are yeah yeah that was kind of the vibe i was getting from it as well so yeah. it's just, it's so it's just so like such a unique take on it too, and it, it's also like it's like he gives us the goods. He's like, you want to see some cool shit? I'm fucking giving you some cool shit that you've never seen before. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like I I love that. Like I like that it looks like no other alien. It's just like one kind of. It's not like it's it's like awe inspiring, but it's like it's not like too weird looking. It's not too like it's not like awesome. It's just kind of like unique. And that's mm-hmm. like what I feel like it would be like. You know what I mean? And I like, wanted to ask you when Jordan, P- when uh, not Daniel, when Daniel Kaluuya says when he first pitches the idea that the the saucer is actually an alien itself. Uh, mm-hmm. When I saw that, my audience laughed at that. That was like a big laugh moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like that idea was like dismissed. So when the sucking scene happened, it was that was like a huge twist. Is that how it was with you, dude? I'm I don't know if I'm fucking stupid, but like I didn't even like fully comprehend it until the final like third act set piece, because like 
I get that I get that they were like setting it up, but I fully didn't believe mm-hmm. it. Yeah, until, I, like when, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Even even after they'd been sucked up and he was like it ate them, I was like, there's still there's still something inside that's that I don't know about, you know? Well, like I think it's because we always um again, this just goes to the fucking theme of like the the animals and all that is that we expect them to just be like props or something like things that we can control or manipulate or mm-hmm. like contain or understand. But the truth is that it's not something like they won't like aliens are completely, they are literally alien to us. Like they are not going to be something that we would ever like perceive in any kind of way. So of course it wouldn't look like what we'd expect it to look like. They're not going to like look like us because they aren't us. That's the entire point of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like just like the Gordy is not like us. You cannot prop him around. He cannot be an actor because he's a fucking monkey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know dude, what I mean? that that connection I thought was so brilliant. And also, there's obviously a lot of subtext about filmmaking in general, and kind of the the same way that like the I mean to talk righteously, the same way that studios uh, feel that they can use uh, creatives as props and and uh, yeah. crew members as props. Yeah, I mean, there's you know themes like that. You know the way you know, uh, black filmmakers and black actors are mm-hmm. almost like disenfranchised the same way. Yeah. Like the art of like, you know, horse ring or ho- like ho- Hollywood horses are, or like, mm-hmm. um, you know, anything like that. I mean, there's stuff to touch on when it comes to like, um, normalizing trauma and, mm-hmm. uh, the sensationalism of like violence and media. Yeah. And like also um, there's stuff about like the OJ Simpson trial in there. Like there's like, a, dude, he's got a lot so going much. on here. Um, no, like there's Which so much something to that it. I critiqued about us. So I'm wondering if I rewatch it, if I'll actually grow to like how broad the kind of the wide spanning rather the ideas are. Dude, rewatch us. It's, it's fucking fantastic. I, well, I'm like, I, I'm actually I'm like, I, I'm like head over here's in love with Nope. So I'm definitely like, I'm going to go. I got to I, like, I like Nope so much. I might just like us more <laughs> just by proxy. It, yeah, it's so good. And also like the idea that, um, it's uh the because earlier in the movie it says that uh they say that the alien is like territorial mm-hmm. so also it's like gordy gordy didn't act out in terms like he didn't look at it in the sense of like he was being violent to these like he just saw it as like he was territorial of his personal space and he finally had enough of like being exploited and th- the same thing could be said for the alien is that like he mm-hmm. genuinely believed or the the it like I don't know like the alien genuinely believed that that was his territory that was his space you know what I mean mm-hmm. and he thought that the humans were trying to exploit him and he gave them what he wanted like he gave them the spectacle but then he fucking sucked them up so like it's the same thing like Gordy fucking lashed out and so did the alien like it's it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, too, I think uh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, we haven't even talked about the performances yet. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, he's got that line where he's like, he tried to force him into a parasocial relationship, but like, that's not how it works with an animal. No, literally. No, literally. Like, that's, again, that just goes to, I mean, there's so many themes in this movie. There's so many themes, but that's one of the most, that's one of the most distinct ones. Like, that is like one of the most um, brilliant things that this movie does. Um, it, it's actually incredible what he accomplishes with that. Like I, cause like I, I know there's like seasoned directors that can't even pull that off, but the fact that he can, it, it's really remarkable for a third and, film. Like, yeah, that's on. what I was going to say. This feels like a, like a late 
a late career movie, you know, somebody yeah. reflecting on their life, on their career. Yeah. No, yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, it, it just fucking rules. Like, it, it, it's so good. It, it, it's really, truly, like, it's in my top five of the year right now. Um, I can't remember where exactly it is, but it's somewhere in my top five. And I expect it to stay on, uh, I don't know about my top ten for the rest of the year, but um, it, it's up there. Like, my it's top really... five right now is, like, is like a five banging, like, m- movies to see. Like, this is, like... 2022 we're really getting like a like like we're really being reminded why we need to see this see movies in theaters yeah no it's it's a movie just like this and top gun and i guess batman Mm -hmm. were up there but like and everything everywhere i guess but those are like the four movies this year where i really can't imagine seeing them at home Mm -hmm. i'd throw Northman in there um northman's also up there yeah yeah Um, and then i got to see not, not to divert but uh just as a Adam a couple episodes ago was telling me I needed to see RRR. Yeah. Uh, and I was in New York recently and I got to see it at the IFC center. Uh, oh, and uh, that was another one that I, I was like, cry. I was, I took an edible cause it, weed's legal there. Uh, and I was like, I was like crying in the theater. It was like a religious experience. The movie fucking rules. Dude, the, um, uh, the not well, sequence. Dude, the whole fucking movie, like that entire whole fucking. Movie. So, I mean, uh, this is actually a great transition because I actually did have RRR on my Oscar chances list. Um, God, I hope that I, so. Uh, because in what world does this not deserve best international film? I would be I it would be ridiculous if they didn't. Um, this movie f- fucking slaps. Uh, I'm not going to go into a full review of RRR, but if you have not seen it yet, um, please do. I saw just so much hype for it on Twitter. That uh, when it got na- added to Netflix, um, I just like was like fuck it, let's fucking watch it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was about. Uh, I just knew that I had to watch it, and I'm glad I did. It just like yeah. you said, it it was a religious experience. Um, I'm almost beating myself up because I know it played at IMAX here. Oh really? Oh, that's sad. that that makes that that hurts. Dude, I feel like if I saw this in Dolby, my eardrums would like fucking explode. Like I Imagine seeing it on Dolby on edibles. I would I would simply shit my pants. It's um, yeah. It's cuz I also too cuz I was really I didn't want to see it. I was like it's 3 hours. It's a it's a Hollywood movie. Uh I don't like it's like I don't want to do that and the guy uh, Rico and his roommate were both like we need to go see this movie. Uh, and then I was, and then I was watching it and I thought the movie I think is about to end and I'm like, this is an incredible film. Uh, I can't believe it. And then intermission comes up and I was like, oh my God, there's more, there's a whole other movie in here. Yeah. It's, dude, uh, that it's a, I'm, it's a fucking long movie, but it's worth it. It's, it's worth every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's incredible. It's so, and it's so much, it's just like. It's about friendship. Like it's like it's so good. Colonization. Yeah, it's anti-British. It's like, give me that. You know. That's what I look for in movies. If you're Um, (laughs) anti-British, I I I love that movie. Yeah, I it's in my top ten of the year right now. I fucking love it. I would, if it ever gets re-released in theaters, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm fucking there. Dude, dude, I'm there, and I'm bringing like 900 people with me. Like I I said when I walked out of it. I want to see this movie with like 10,000 people. Like I want to see RRR on the biggest screen possible with as many people as possible. It's great. I, I fucking loved it. And I really do think it has a solid chance to get nominated for best international film. I don't know what 
the rest of the year holds as far as that goes. Because like shit like shoplifters are burning. I didn't really hear about until yeah. like the end of the year. Well, uh, also uh, Park Chan Wook has a movie, Decision to Leave, uh, Decision Broker. To leave, yeah. Uh, there's some yeah. There's some like. Yeah, I like pretentious stuff, but just like just for example, like of how late you hear about stuff. I literally just heard about Broker today, hearing about like uh like or trying to do research for this pod to talk about this stuff. Never heard of Broker before today. Never heard of it. Uh, oh really? So yeah, no, I just I'm and I'm a film boy, but I just haven't heard of it. Uh, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it has a strong possibility of being nominated. Did not know about it until today. So that's what I'm saying. Like I don't want to count on rr being nominated but i think there's so much love there um like his people really came out to see that movie like it was a good box office hit it's killing on netflix people like so many people have seen it and i don't know a single person that has seen it that doesn't fucking love it yeah it's and it's, it's uh, i i i watch there's a patrick willems the youtuber has a, a good video about it i need it. to watch that yeah and he's like it's uh he's like you might notice uh that if your friends if you have friends who've seen rrr they might come out and be like that was the greatest movie I've ever seen. My life is forever changed. Every movie should be like RRR. And that's what it's like when you see it. This has turned into an RRR review. It, it's really great. Um, I I can't stress that enough. It's on Netflix, so there's no reason to not see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you just like don't like good movies, which... Um... Dude, it's about friendship. It's about colonization. It's about love. It's about... It's just the... It's like a live-action anime. Um... I, it really is actually. Dude, like, um, that's, like when I can't he's wait. like, when he there's a scene where uh, where uh, Beam grabs Ram and he's like, I'm about to go into battle and if I die it will be a happy death because I got to have your friendship in my life and it's like this yeah. is what I want to see. And then there's a fucking dance number halfway through, like come on. Dude, and it's dude. a dance battle for like the soul of India too. It's like an it's it's Britain versus India. It's like Rocky Three, dude. <laughs> the movie fucking rules. Dude, if you haven't seen it, when that dance sequence started and then everyone's falling down and it's down, I my it took my jaw hit the floor. It took my breath away. I was like, I was full on like having a panic attack. You really thought like. Dude, when I recommended it to you, you were like, yeah, I'll get around to it. Yeah, I you was didn't... really against it. I was really like, I'm not going to watch this fucking movie. Yeah, you, like, don't take me seriously, like, when I recommend you shit. <laughs> but, like, you yeah, should, I was wrong you should about fuck, it. You should fucking know by now that I don't just, like, recommend you shit for no reason, dude. Yeah, dude, Adam was like, you'd love Killing of a Sacred Deer. And I was like, I will never watch that. <laughs> and I watched it, and I was like, this movie's amazing. It's funny, everything I recommend to him, he has, like, a life-changing experience with. <laughs> and, then he'll, and then he'll, like, fucking recommend me, like... Uh, Gattaca. Gattaca. Gattaca's good, man. Come it's on. Like good, but like, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I regularly say that Adam has the best Rex. I, I, I like to think so. Have you watched The Bear on Hulu? No, my dad loved it, though. Yeah, watch it. It's That's my next rec for you, buddy. Uh, since you refuse to watch fucking normal people, I guess you gotta, you gotta watch uh, The Bear I do for gotta me. Watch that. I'll write that down. Because I mean, I my stats they're they're perfect. Like I my mm-hmm. my track records, uh, pre- precise. Like it's, it's much it's, like it's Jordan Peele. Much like um my track record for naming the upcoming movies uh for the mm-hmm. year. Uh, that was Speaking pretty smooth. Up, well, actually, nine out of ten. <laughs> well, also I do want to say uh before or we go get to out, the, or nope gets it. What did I say? Nope gets a nine out of ten. Uh, I would also give it a nine out of ten. I think it's great. Uh, very little issues, if any, really. Uh, I just feel like I have to marinate 
on it before I give it a 10, but like at the moment, I don't have like an issue with it. Uh, it it's pretty perfect. Um, so before we talk about the upcoming movies, I just want to ask you, is there anything that has come out this year that you think already has Oscar chances? Um, I think I, I could see everything everywhere getting a screenplay nom. Uh, do you think that that will be embraced by the Oscars? Here's the thing, buddy. I think everything everywhere is getting a best picture nom. Oh, really? You think so? Yeah, hundred percent. In fact, I, I, I'm not even saying I think I know it will. Damn. Dude, it came out in March. It's August. It's still in theaters. That is a good point. Yeah. It's it's such a big hit that they can't ignore it. They can't ignore it. Everyone loves it. And age 24 literally like pushed back half their slate because it's still in theaters. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. It's getting a best picture nomination. In fact, I would say out of everything that's come out this year already, um, I would say up until uh, about October, November, it will be the front runner. For to win? To win. Yes. Wow. No, 100%. It, it, dude, everyone loves it. There's not a single person that doesn't love it. Uh, Oscar, it's, I feel like The Shape of Water and Moonlight both dismiss the idea of like what an Oscar movie is. and But this has like the artistry. It has the emotion. Um, it has everything you want in a movie. Uh, it's it's perfect. Um, and I, I, think it, I think it very well could win Best Picture. Do I foresee that happening? I think it'll be a rock-solid nomination. I don't think it'll win. But also, don't fall over in shock if it does. I would. Uh, I'd be surprised if it won. It just seems like it's too cool for them, you know. Uh, I agree, but here we are, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I really think it has a chance. Remember last year when Co- when I was saying Coda would get nominated and you scoffed at me. Yeah. And here Coda here we are. Not win. Coda fucking a friend of the pod Adam Donato called me stupid because I said Coda might win Best Picture. <laughs> Look at us now. Look at us fucking now, dude. Damn. So um. Uh, the Northman, any any prospects there? I could see getting maybe a few technical nominations. Like I, I think it, it does deserve a production design nomination. Um, yeah. But that movie was kind of a, a flop, and then they the industry kind of turned on it. So I, I, I doubt it will. Yeah, I don't think so either. Even though it definitely deserves. Like I think yeah. production design. I weirdly, I think that's the most deserving category. Like produ- the production design of that movie, like the mm-hmm. sets they built, insane. Like it's such a massive movie. Um, and everything feels practical because it, well, it is. So I, I feel like if it just gets production design, I'm, I'm happy. Northman Hive will be happy. Um, truthfully, Jackass Forever deserves best documentary. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's, that's not my, uh, it's not my ballpark, I guess. Um, Elvis, what are we thinking for Elvis? Um, I could see Elvis getting a, few nominations um i think austin butler will land the nom hopefully um and then i could see it maybe getting an editing nom just because it's so kind of overwhelming uh and then possibly uh i don't know i don't know if it would get i don't know i don't know what else it would get though maybe costuming um definitely costumes um yeah i think tom hanks sweeps best supporting actor just kidding um Ah. uh, jokes uh even though i liked him in the movie but uh uh, yeah, no, I think costume editing, um, you could do sound editing and, uh, mixing for that. Um, and I think Austin Butler really is like the, the shoe in right now. Um, I could see the year becoming so packed with acting that he doesn't make the cut, but as of now, I think, uh, he's the front runner for best actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. Which isn't like saying a lot considering it's like August, but 
I mean, hey, you know, the, the movie, it's per, it's like in month two and it's still running high in theaters. HBO literally like, refuses to do anything like with it on HBO because it's doing so well in theaters right now. So, hey, it could just be one of those movies that has like serious legs throughout the year. I think the strategy with them right now is they're going to dump it on HBO or, like in October, November. Um, that way, when it hits HBO, the, the conversation starts up again. That way it leads all the way to 2023 when voting happens. I think that's the the tactic they're going for. That'd be that'd be that'd be smart of them. Yeah. Um. And uh, I texted Joey this earlier as far as movies that have come out. Um. I am fully putting my cards on the table. Uh, I am predicting this. You can hold me to it all the way till next uh, March, April, whenever the Oscars are. I forgot. Uh. Top Gun Maverick is getting a Best Picture nomination. I could see it. I definitely. I think it'll be the Mad Max of the year. Um, the only thing going against it, I would say right now, is if everything everywhere it's dominated, I could see that being one too many action-oriented movies for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't, I just, I think it's just doing too many numbers. It's bringing back people to the theater that don't go to the theater. It, It's just doing so much for so many people. And just like everything everywhere, it's still in theaters. It's still going strong. It's like literally in the top 15 highest grossing movies of all time. It's insane. Really? Yeah, it's it, like it's about to pass the Last Jedi as the oh like, my god, wow, fourteenth or thirteenth highest. Um, like domestically, Jeez. it's crazy. Uh, like it's made almost like seven hundred million domestically, which is insane. That's I, only I like no idea. That's almost two hundred million away from Force Awakens, which is the biggest. Uh, I would right. say it's roughly three hundred million away from, and it won't catch that obviously, but just for. So the highest grossing domestic movie of all time is The Force Awakens, right? That's like a 950, I want to say. It, it, no movie has ever made a billion domestically. Uh, but that being said, Top Gun's only 300 million away from achieving the highest domestic of all time, which is insane. Because no other movie, uh, the gap between that and like the second or third one is insane. So yeah, it, it's one of the, it, it's a huge movie and I actually think it deserves it if it gets a nomination. I think it's a perfect movie. Um, so I, I was a big fan of it. I haven't got a chance to get back to the theater and see it again, though. You should see it again, man. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I'm going to list off um, a bunch of movies. I kind of just like um, did a bunch well, of. I like, wanted to say, do you th- how do you think Batman is going to fare at the Oscars? Um, I didn't mention it because I don't think it will fare at all. I don't think it's going to. I could see maybe like some tech, I, I definitely VFX. You know what I mean? Uh like, I, think, I think it might get a score nomination. I can uh, see that. And then my my like I, I my in my heart, I I don't I, I don't know about cinematography just because I I it it, that's that but it, it's it's uh it's Greg Fraser though he won last year. I no I see what you mean I'm just saying I think this year we'll have like a very stacked cinematography. Yeah category. that's what I mean though is there's so much coming out later in the year um yeah. that kind of uh, and also too it's like cinematography is like kind of for. The, the, they kind of stick to the the heavy hitting ones that year, the kind of the Oscar front runners. So I don't think it'll make it in, there. but that'll be sad because I do think that movie's like wonderfully shot. Yeah, no, it's it is sad. Uh, I don't think it's gonna. I could see like again all the texts. I could see it getting. Um, I don't know if costume would. I guess it would count to Batman's suit. I could. I guess I could see. It depends how many like artsy like fashionable movies come out with costumes. But I could see getting like a costume design. Um, but as far as like any of the heavy hitters, like it's not gonna get any performances, no screenplay, no definitely not best picture. Uh, 
watch you win best picture next year and we're fucking idiots but i just don't foresee it happening as cool as it would be uh not saying it's not deserving obviously because you know we're batman boys on the pod but Mm -hmm. uh, i don't know um but uh but yeah no i i it'll get some text but nothing more unfortunately i don't think um so i'm gonna list off a bunch of upcoming movies um i did a kind of a mix of movies that i think have awards potential versus uh some heavy hitter like blockbuster kind of movies um joey can either like plead the fifth if he wants if he just doesn't give a shit about it or uh, he has an open mic if he wants to chime in Mm -hmm. um so i'm just going to kind of go through them really quickly uh august 31st we have three thousand years of longing the new george miller movie um i my co-host hates george miller (laughs) um he hates mad max fury road yeah i do um yeah, he hates it. Um, I just saw it in theaters again recently, and it was just a religious experience all over again. Uh, I never ever... saw it in theaters. I was about to ask. I think that might be your fucking problem, buddy, is that you never saw it in theaters. I never. I watched it on my computer the first time. That's that's like that's actually like that's the crime of the future. Like that's, that's what that is. <laughs> I <laughs> that that's that fucking sucks, bro. I I'm so sorry. Um, I get that you were like six years old when it came out. Yeah, I was. Like, I was gonna say I wasn't old enough to go see it. Neither was I, but I fucking snuck in. Dude, I tried to sneak into a movie one time, and I almost got kicked out of the theater, so I never did it again. Because you're not good at it, like I am. Yeah, dude, I was Um, trying to sneak into Kingsman. Yeah. And uh, I had to go see the SpongeBob, Sponge Out of Water movie. Don't ask me which one I think is better. Um, (laughs) I... (laughs) uh, uh, But I know I... I think uh, 3,000 Years of Longing looks pretty good. I'm excited for any George Miller movie. So, yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, although I've heard from, uh, what was it, Con that it played at? I can't remember if it was that or a different film festival. I did think it played Con. Uh, I, I heard it's good, not great. Mm. So, we'll see. Um, I'm going to skip a few uh, just because they don't look that important. Uh, the Woman King on September 16th I think looks pretty solid. Although it's turning into um, like Bullet Train and uh, a few other movies where I just see the trailer every fucking yeah. time we go to the theater. Um, it looks good, but uh, I don't know about the awards prospects for it. Um, see how they run the new Sir Sharon and Sam, Sam Rockwell movie. Um, another one where it's hard to tell. I don't think it'll be an awards player. It just kind of looks like a goofy, fun movie. But then again, it could be a Knives Out. You know, where it's like mm-hmm. a murder mystery that pr- people really love. Right. It's like also, speaking now. of uh, trailers that I'm tired of seeing, uh, Easter Sunday needs to come out. It, it came out today. I'm so sick of seeing that. I mean, I, I don't know how the movie is, but I'm so fucking sick of seeing that trailer. I let I told Joe, I'm like, hey, buddy, we have a press invite for Easter Sunday. Do you want to go see it? And he said, absolutely fucking not. He, he he did not want to go see it. I like Joe Coy as a comedian. I like the cast, but I have seen that trailer nine million times. I've only seen it once in theaters, which is kind of funny. Um, I saw I remember we saw when we saw Bob's Burgers, and that was my first time seeing the trailer. I've got it more like YouTube ads for it and stuff like that. But I have I've only I seen get it, in it everywhere. I get when I see it in theaters, I get it. When I get when I watch stuff on at home, I see it. It's just like it's yeah. following me around. I also like Joe Coy. I have no interest in the movie, um, although I'm happy for the representation. That's always cool. I think it's like a pure indie, uh, so that's cool too. Um, yeah, sure. Well, I maybe I'll see it one day. I, I'm an A-list boy again, so who, never say never. Mm-hmm. Um, although it, I 
think it's fucking stupid that a movie called Easter Sunday comes out in August, but that's that's not for me to say because I'm not the fucking marketing expert. That's Universal Pictures. Um, but uh, September 16th, we also have uh, Pearl, the X prequel. Um, uh, I know you're not the biggest X fan, but... Yeah, I can't imagine that'll pick up any... Uh, you think that'll get some Oscar buzz? No, I don't. I, like I said, I'm blending this between like personal anticipation and... Uh, I don't know Oscars. I don't think any either of those movies will get any love, but mm-hmm. uh, I liked X, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, speaking of a genre movie that I think will maybe potentially, if it's as good as it looks, get some kind of attention, and that's uh, September 23rd. Don't worry, darling, because uh, the trailer for this movie is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks really cool. Um, it almost looks so good that I'm convinced it can't be as good as the trailer is that's what i was about to say is i do think that we might be duped that i i i think it looks so cool that it could suck yes i agree and but i i will say i don't want to i don't think i'm going to feel that way because mm-hmm. book smart is so good yeah we're um, both this is the this is the book book smart is goaded uh yeah, we, we love book smart and uh livia wilde uh really ta- and a really talented director so i'm excited to see what she does next it seems like a big uh, step up for her in terms of scale so i just can't i can't wait to see what she does also chris pine my boy mm-hmm. uh, he looks like he's like a cult leader dude, in this nick movie. kroll is in it nick kroll um dude half like the veep cast is in this movie uh, kate berlant from uh, i think you should leave and uh other stuff uh she's in it um but then you know our girl florence Pugh, she's holding it down uh mm-hmm. so you know we we love that uh i'm really looking forward to it it's one of the most anticipated of the year which is what makes me so nervous about it. But I, I think it'll be good. At the very least, it'll be good. I can't foresee it being complete shit, but I could see it like not being as good as we hoped. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but but we were talking about it earlier, like almost like with Breaking Bad or uh, Better Call Saul, where it's like, I have like no reason to be nervous. It's just like, I'm expecting so much of a good thing that I don't want to be let down. Like our worrying is not based in any like, Olivia Wilde has failed us before because she hasn't. She she only makes good shit, mm. and this cast is really great. So hopefully it's as good as it looks. Um, also September twenty third, uh, a very already divisive movie, um, Blonde on Netflix. Uh, Anna Diarmas mm-hmm. seemingly has awards buzz for this, but I heard uh, on just like the film Twitter kind of, I forgot what like leaker put this out there, but he said that um, Netflix was unhappy with this movie because they hired Andrew Dominic to kind of make like an awards player movie. And then this is apparent. They, they were really disappointed when it was like an NC 17. Mm. Um, so I don't know how well it'll do uh, Oscar or awards wise, but it does have like a lot of conversation behind it. So I think there's a chance I will say, uh, Andrew Dominic uh, has only made uh, masterpieces. Uh, what has he so, done again? Uh, he did The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Rob Ford, uh, and then he okay. did uh, Killing Them Softly, uh, which are two of my favorite movie. movies. Um, so I, you know, with all of the, the controversy around Blonde, uh, he did come out and say that uh, Blonde is uh, what the tw- in the top five movies ever made. So I hope he's right, yeah. uh, but um, uh, he's got some. He's got two music documentaries that I haven't seen, uh, but those two films are so strong and they're so well directed uh, that I, I I just can't. I I I'm super excited. Blonde, I'm like I'm like very 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 excited for. I think it'll be really good. 
I don't foresee it being one of the best movies ever made. But yeah, I can't. I have a hunch that it might not be. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna crack the top five ever. But well, I I mean, hey man, it's gonna be better than Apocalypse now. So you gotta you gotta gear up for that. That's what I, um, I think. I'm scared of that. I don't want it. I don't like. It's just like to to shift the the foundation of 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 movie moviedom would be a big deal. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I I think it'll be really good. Uh, I, I love Jesse James. Uh, that's a great movie. Uh, Kill Them Softly, I love. I wouldn't call it a masterpiece, but I think it's really good. Uh, although I haven't seen it in a while, so maybe I'm due for a rewatch for that as well. Um, but uh, no, it's a very, very good movie. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Anna Diarmas, she's always good in my book, uh, so I'm excited to see what she does. Although I, I will say before we move on from this movie... I had not seen a trailer for it for the longest time. Have you seen a trailer for it? For Blonde? Yeah. No, I haven't. I, I had not until like a week ago. And I just, it was on my YouTube recommended. Um, and I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. Um, I am prepared to eat my words because it looks really great. And also, oh my God, her performance is insane. Like I was actually, I like went, oh my God, when I heard her talk. Because she sounds just like Marilyn Monroe. Like it doesn't. Yeah, even I look saw like people saying that she doesn't, that she sounds awful, and I was like, no, she doesn't. Right. I just did. I just didn't even give any no. give mind to it. No, I. I mean, maybe in context of the movie, it'll be bad, but the trailer I saw, I was kind of. And I'm like, this is it. not. This is not being the Ricardos. This is not like I've I've seen the pictures. I know the talent involved. There's no way that this is going to be a complete misfire. No, I doubt it. I could see it being like a really interesting mess, but I don't see it being like a mm-hmm. a misfire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. I don't really, I haven't fully read up on the controversy, so I don't, so maybe I'm a little ignorant to that, but whatever. I, I think it looks good. Um, September 30th, uh, our favorite director, Peter Farley, comes back mm-hmm. for the greatest beer run ever. Um, I'm only mentioning this because he obviously made uh, Green Book, Best Picture Winner of 2018 slash 19. Um, I have no personal interest in this movie, but uh, you can bet your ass I'll be seeing it. Although, just like Green Book, it has some really good actors in there, like Russell Crowe, I believe Bill Murray, uh, Zac Efron are all in this movie. Um, so, you know, there's some there's some good talent there. Zac Efron? He's like the lead of the movie, yeah. I've been rooting for him. I want him to, I ever since Charlie St. Cloud, I've been wanting him to have a big pop. <laughs> he's really great. I, um, I, he's I think excellent he's even, in the Ted Bunny movie. Dude, even though that movie's is, 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 got some issues, but he's a I great was gonna, actor. Yeah, I was going to say that movie, um, uh, there's a lot of movies he's in that the movies aren't great, but he's always great in them. Uh, for example, like uh, Baywatch, it's a terrible movie. He's mm-hmm. giving his fucking all in that movie. Like he is trying to go for comedic heights in that movie. And he, that's the thing about him. He's always going for the most with the least scripts. Yeah. Um, so I hope this one uh, changes the tides for that a little bit. Uh, I don't foresee it being that great. Cause I thought green book was like, whatever. Um, but he's great. And I hope this at least gets some more dramatic opportunities in the future. Um, uh, also September 30th, Bros, the Billy Eichner movie. Um, I could see this potentially crossing that barrier between like studio comedy to Oscar, maybe even like a uh, screenplay. 
Um, the early buzz for it's really good. Billy Eichner is very talented. You um, and it the is bridesmaids of its time. I was going to say that. I think it's, it might be uh, comparable to a bridesmaids. Uh, uh, but it is like the first studio comedy featuring an entirely gay cast. Um, so that's really impressive. Um, so yeah, it, it's really, really impressive to see that. Um, I don't know. Do you have any personal anticipation for this one? Bros, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Billy Eichner. I love Billy on the Street, so I'm, I'm I'm excited to see whatever he does. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Um, uh, October seventh, my birthday. We have Tar. So I, you know, what I'm gonna be doing on my birthday, baby? I'm gonna be watching Tar. Uh, do you know anything about Tar? I have no idea what this is. <laughs> um, it is the new Todd Field movie. He's the guy who did uh, Little Children, uh, which is a great movie, um, and it has Kate Blanchett in it uh it's kind of like just a character study uh, i believe she is just a uh almost like a whiplash-esque uh uh musical instructor and um i don't know much about it other than that she's just like a very tortured artist and um i've heard that she is a shoe-in for best actress this year with this movie um i don't know much about the plot and i'm trying to keep it that way but I know it has to do with uh, music and orchestra and Kate Blanchett's in it. And I saw the teaser for it when I saw Vengeance uh, and uh, the teaser kind of blew me away. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so put that on your list, buddy. Uh, yeah. I, I think I've seen, now that I'm looking at it, I think I've, I've seen the name around, but I, I'm not too familiar with the project. Um, yeah. October 14th, we have uh, decision to leave. Uh, are you, I mean, are you looking forward to this one? I'm a bit. I mean, I haven't seen. I haven't done the deep dive on his filmography, but Old Boy and uh, Handmaiden are amazing. So I'm yeah. super excited for this one. And also, it's a correct. It's a. It's like a detective story, right? So that's also. But you're buttering me up. So I think on this pod, I'm really revealing how little I try to deliberately know about movies before going into them. Um, especially like movies like with not like not a huge marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to not know. So I actually don't know what this movie's about. Oh, damn, uh, I'm all. sorry, I didn't mean to spoil it for you. Though. I mean, I don't I don't really, it's fine, but I like, I don't know any specifics, but I, like you said, though, I love Park Chan-wook. Uh, I have seen a majority of his movies. Uh, I've been, first, I wanted to do the dive on the, the Lady Vengeance trilogy. I have seen those. Those are really good. I watched them during uh, quarantine, and uh, they're really good. Um, Stoker is fantastic. Uh, I, I love Stoker so much. The Handmaiden, though, that's probably my goat. I fucking love The Handmaiden. Uh, that movie, that movie just rules uh, to pieces. It, it's just fucking awesome. Uh, so that's my takeaway from this. If you haven't seen uh, The Handmaiden, watch The Handmaiden. Uh, then you'll get excited for uh, uh, Decision to Leave. I've heard um, The Thirst is very good, too. I want to see that one. Thirst is very good. I haven't. That's one that I watched before Stoker came out to, like, date myself as a <laughs> how long ago I've been a film boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I watched that when I was, like, 14, I think, is when Stoker came out. And uh, I definitely I loved it when I was 14 as a little 14 year old film boy. But I think uh, 24 year old Adam is doing a rewatch for it. Um, also on October 14th is Halloween uh, Ends. Uh, I'm kind of nervous about this one because I, I don't know about you. I thought Kills was okay. Uh, I thought Kills was pretty good. I, I thought it was okay. I think there's an element of that movie. Like, I like what it's going for, and there are some sequences that are fucking great. But then there's equally some just, like, really fucking stupid decisions in that movie. 
um, where it leans far too into parody, I feel like. Um, well, you know, I'm a big DDG guy. Uh, you got me hooked same. on Vice Principals, uh, and uh, so I trust him. Shada yeah. and Savannah, I was in town when they were shooting. I just saw the big tents and stuff. So I hope it goes well. Um, and it would, be, it would be lame if it sucked, but... Because I'm a big fan. The first one, I think, is great. I'm a big fan of the... the I love 28, the first one. Yeah, the... Or not the... I mean, the OG is obviously good. You know what I mean. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the David Gordon Green one, I thought yeah. was good. Uh, he's kind of, like, uh, swimming around in 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 horror. He's supposed to, he's supposed to do the... Um, Exorcist. The Exorcist uh, remake, which I'm also skeptical of. <laughs> yeah, they... Well, they got, uh, what... Uh... Leslie Odom Jr. and and Dowd in that movie, mm-hmm. um, along with the returning Ellen Al- Bernstein, I believe, uh, who was the original, yeah. uh, the, like the girl from the first one. Uh, so that's really impressive. I think they're, he's going to try to do the exact same thing with that movie that he did with the 2018 Halloween. Um, so I'm looking forward but to that. I will say that I mean, the first Exorcist is one of the best movies ever made. So he's got a he's got a oh, big. Yeah. I mean, so, so was the first Halloween. So he's got a big. He's kind of he's kind of climbing a big mountain, you know. Yeah, that's how I kind of foresee it. Like I, I, I the reason I love the 2018 Halloween is that it just tries to walk in the footsteps of Carpenter, um, and then Kills feels like a little bit more Gordon Green than mm-hmm. Carpenter esque, if that makes sense. Um, and I, I still like Kills. Like I think it's a solid movie. I just don't think it's as strong of a movie as the 2018 one. So I'm kind of curious if ends. Uh, I could see it like with it being the finale, he could either completely double down on what he is doing or he could like try to revert back to like what made the 2018 one so satisfying. Um, either way, I'm I'm down for it. I'll see it either way. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm hopeful for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously know awards potential there. I just wanted to bring it up. Um, another one with no awards potential, Black Adam on the 21st. <laughs> um I think this will be one of the bigger movies of the year financially, but um, <clears throat> that being said, God doesn't look bad. Uh, yeah. it, it looks so bad. I was going to say, I think we might be finally approaching a, like, societally, we might have progressed past uh, uh, The Rock. I like The Rock. I like The Rock a lot, but he's just, like, he he's really hitting us with this double, like, not even double whammy, triple whammy, quadruple whammy of like mediocre movie after mediocre movie. And the thing is, I always like him in the things he's in. It's just like sometimes like, did you see Red Notice? Like that Ryan Reynolds movie? I turned it off. I thought like the movie was like passable, like mediocre. Like I didn't think it was like the worst thing I ever watched. But I it got to the point where I was, he's really good in certain scenes because he has so much charisma. And you're starting to wonder like, Okay, if you have this much charisma, I get that you can do anything you want, but, like, why are you just doing this? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. shouldn't he be going for, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like he could do way more with his charisma. Like, he could be so much further along. I mean, who am I? He's, like, a billionaire. What what the fuck do I know? And not to to compare, but, like, when you see what somebody like Tom Hanks, not Tom Hanks, someone like Tom Cruise is doing. Tom Hanks? It's like uh, Tom Hanks, uh, but when you see something that he's doing, it's like you got to step your game up, bro. Like it's like I, I saw that that the the Mission Impossible bathroom fight scene was going around on Twitter, and I saw a quote yeah. tweet where they were like, "You would never see something like this in a rock movie because he's not allowed to get punched." No, literally, there's no vulnerability, which is what mm-hmm. makes him uh, less of an action star. Um, and that's coming from the Fast and Furious boy, so you know it's it's true. 
Um, but but yeah, no, I uh, Black Adam. I have. I mean, I'm interested in it just like on a nerd side of my brain where like I give a shit about like DC, but the movie itself looks terrible. Like I think it looks really bad. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I guess we'll see how it turns out, but I'm not foreseeing it being very good. Um, The same day, uh, the Banshees of Inishirin, the new Martin McDonough movie that we teased earlier. Sorry, Sarah Hall. Um, Sorry, Sarah Hall. Can't wait to see this one. I did watch the trailer for this, which I don't normally do for indie movies. Uh, but I, it, it was on the timeline. Like, what am I going to do? Not, like not watch the Martin McDonald trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks really funny. I really, I like the trailer a lot. Um, I won't lie though. I think it looks really good, but almost like seven psychopaths esque to the point where I'm like, I don't see this being an awards movie. Um, oh, really? Yeah, but then again, wasn't In Bruges an awards player back in the day? I think In Bruges was a screenplay nom. I don't think it got any major nominations. I could see this being a screenplay movie because it looks just like a very specific situational dark comedy. Um, whereas like Three Billboards definitely succeeded because it was tackling like all the broad subject matter, and it was very timely and it had like a lot of very showy performances. This looks like a very dour, small-scale dark comedy. And I think it looks great for those reasons. But uh, I'm kind of, after seeing the trailer, questioning how big of an awards player it'll be. Um, But I could also just see that being the trailer. Like, I could see the movie itself being uh, way more than what the teaser's presenting it as. You know what I mean? Mm. So, um, I don't know. I'm I'm really either or on that one. I'm very curious to see it. Uh, But that opens October 21st. Let's see. October 28th, we have Armageddon Time, the new James Gray movie. Uh, I know my co-host was a big mm-hmm. James Gray head. Uh, Hypes can't wait. Jeremy Armstrong. Uh, not ju- No, is that his name? No, Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong. Yeah, Jeremy Strong, uh, Anne Hathaway, uh, Anthony Hopkins, and a little boy. I can't wait. A little boy? Um, Dude, yeah. Jeremy Strong is playing a plumber. Are you telling me you don't want to see that movie? I, I want to fucking see it. Um... I I'm looking forward to it. Um, I hate Ad Astra. I'm just kidding. I don't. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it one time. Joey wants me to rewatch it really bad. Um, I just never have. Because uh, I broke my ankle the night that I saw it, so I was like in serious pain. <laughs> so I just wasn't having a good viewing experience. And the funny thing is, when I left that movie, I didn't even say it was bad. I just was like, hey, yo, it was really good. And Joe said, shut the fuck up, Adam. Like he's like, you you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um. So I think I'm due for an ad ask for rewatch when Joey watches one of the shows I recommend. Him. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I got to watch normal people, normal people and the bear. I think uh, you owe me two because of how long it's been. Uh, it's fair. I can see that. Um, on November 4th, we have Amsterdam. Uh, we are not, I do not condone David R. Russell on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very problematic director that I am wondering how he gets work. Uh, not only because his last great movie, I would say, was Silver Lang's Playbook, but also because he's a piece of shit. So, um, and also, and I promise, I'm not just saying this because the allegations came out, like, or have been resurfaced recently. Um, you've seen the trailer for this movie, right? Yeah. I don't think it looks very good. Um, No comment. Do you think it looks good? I do. I, I mean, that's okay. Looks- no, I mean like, hey, it's I fine. I think what he, that that the that's the, 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 the stories. Uh, there's a couple gross, really, really gross, uh, like shockingly gross stories. Uh, uh-huh. But I do think the movie looks good. All right, because I like Christian Bale. 
No, I mean, I, I think the performances look good. I just think the it looks like very nonsensical in the same way that like Joy did. Whereas I felt like Joy... Joy I'll say this. I hate Joy. I think Joy is one of the worst movies. It's like a real... Joy is really... I'm, I was baffled that that got any nominations. I thought that that movie was really bad. I thought Joy was terrible. Yeah, I uh, I thought American Hustle was like mediocre. Joy was bad. Uh, I forgot. Has he done anything else in between that and Silver Lang's Playbook? Or is it just those uh, two movies? No, I think the last one he did was Joy. Let me look this up. Um, but the thing, I had to bring him up, though, because all of his movies are awards players. Like, every time he makes a fucking movie, these are, like, big, like, movies. Um, yeah, I guess that was his last... Is, like, the most impressive casts. This movie has an insane cast. Um, yeah, so it's definitely going to, like, it's going to be there to play, but... I, and I promise I'm not just, like, being a David O. Russell hater when I say this. I just don't think it looks good. Um... I'm tired of hearing that fucking song play in every trailer for every movie. Um, and I, I don't know. It just, it looks kind of, it looks like, because I feel like ever since Silverling's playbook, which is a great movie, I contend. It's a fantastic movie. Every movie he's made since then has felt like a parody of a David Russell movie. Mm-hmm. And this also feels like that. It looks like, here's the zany cop and the zany lawyer and the zany guy and they're just so zany oh look there's long takes and they're saying wacky shit to each other like okay like okay fine okay well like fine okay cool like who cares you know what i mean like fuck Mm -hmm. it just i don't know i feel like we're so far past this like kind of like oscar bait it just looks so dumb i don't know watch me love it (laughs) i i I promise if i actually love it I'll, i'll tell the truth but i don't think it looks good um, November 11th, we have Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, did you see the trailer for the first time tonight? Tonight, yeah. I saw it tonight in the theater for Bullet Train. And you think it looks good? Uh, I do. As a, I mean, I, you know, I do, I do have mixed feelings on the first Black Panther, but this does look awesome. I don't get that. Because I, re- I rewatched the first Black Panther the other day. Uh, Victoria, my girlfriend, has never seen it before. Uh, which oh, is kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's not a film girl. Uh, so I had to show her, show it to her. Um, and she loved it. And I, I, I cried again at the end. And I, and the first thing I said when it was over, I said, fuck Joseph Salma. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I just, I love it so much. Um, and I, this trailer made me cry when I saw it. Uh, I, I watched it on my phone and I, I'm not kidding. I like shed a tear when it ended. Uh, the transition from Bob Marley to Kendrick is like literally insane. Like I, I got like, I like got hyped watching it. Like I can't remember the last time I got hyped watching a Marvel trailer. Like, mm-hmm. do you remember how that felt? Like, yeah, no, it also, I think, I think, I think you might've tweeted this, but it's like, it's so great when these look like real movies. Yeah, no, it, visually like I, even that opening shelf, like Lapita on the beach, I was like, Holy shit. Like, like immediately I was like, Oh, so this is like actually going to look like a movie. Like not, like a fucking disney plus original you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah no it looks great i'm excited for it um oscar chances maybe i mean hey the first one's a best picture nominee uh and this looks even better visually uh the trailer made me cry so dude who's to say it could win it could it could do it could do best picture again who's to say yeah it's it as good as it depends looks. how good it is i mean i think it looks great though so we'll see I could see it doing it, um, especially if, like, if, for example, like if Amsterdam comes out and it's not that good and Benji's been a Sharon isn't as big of a player as I predict it's going to be, you know, looking at the rest of the lineup, I could see a Black Panther fitting in there. 
Um, I firmly believe this. If Black Panther is as good as the first movie, at least in the eyes of the Oscars, you can reject my Top Gun notion. Because I think Black Panther will then replace Top Gun in that uh, the blockbuster category. But if Black Panther is not as good as it looks, Top Gun will get a Best Picture nomination. And I feel like you that's sound so? logic. Yeah, I feel like that's sound logic. Yeah. That's um, where I, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, I'm going to hurry up on the rest of these. Uh, the Menu, uh, I don't really know a lot about this. I think it's like a horror comedy drama about like the food industry. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, Rafine. Um It looks pretty cool. I saw one teaser for it that was like intentionally vague, and it intrigued me. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Do you know anything about it? I know that it's the it's the director is one of the regular guys on Succession, so I, that's why I was excited for it. Like one of the regular directors? Yeah, he's one. I think he's one of like the head producers, and he directs a lot of the episodes. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean Mark visually. Foley. Yeah, visually it looks really cool, and like um, Anya's, I think she's like the main character. Uh, I know Ralph Fiennes plays like the lead chef in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's listed for, as an executive producer. So my bad, I f- I forgot because uh, uh, I forgot when I saw Kingsman. Our friend Sean Bowman corrected me on how to pronounce his name. Ray Fiennes is how mm-hmm. you say his name, not Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Uh, Ralph Fiennes. Um, that's his evil brother. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, also November 18th She Said it's the uh, Me Too Harvey Weinstein movie with Carrie Mulligan uh, Zoe Kazan uh, I think it looks pretty good um, I saw some takes on Twitter about how um, God I forgot what studio's making it but it, it there is some like controversy about like the studio making it had ties to Harvey and uh, you know there was you know, it, it's kind of weird seeing Hollywood make a movie about Hollywood like this. Mm-hmm. Where, like, it's okay when stuff like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but then it's, like, when it comes to, like, criticizing Harvey Weinstein, a movie from a major studio, kind of feels weird. Um, but that being said, I think it looks pretty good. I, I, I'm i at least interested to see how it turns out. Um, do you have any thoughts on this one? Uh, I'm looking. I mean, the cast involved and all the creative talent involved is good. Um, the kind of the moral implications for it are a bit gray, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll see if I, if it gets good reviews, I'll see it. Um, I think it'll get good reviews. I think it's opening at TIFF, I think, or NIF. I can't remember which one. Uh, so I, I think it'll at least be good. Uh, but I'm curious how it handles the subject matter. So we'll see. Uh, November 23rd, The Fablemans, uh, big awards player. I feel like uh, it's Spielberg. Yeah. Um, he described his most personal movie. It's like literally about his childhood. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have Which that. Which is a point I wanted to bring up that this is the the I believe that Adam contested this, but I believe that Roma uh, is the most uh, influential film in the kind of uh, art house indie uh, prestige genre because it seems like every direct there's like five movies coming out this year where it's a director reflecting on their childhood uh, which I think there's one more that you'll be bringing up later uh, but you've got I mean Belfast last year very clearly inspired by that film you've got Armageddon Time The Fableman um, and then there's a cut there's a handful of other ones but it's uh, Adam Adam contested that a wildlife the uh, Paul Dano film uh, actually mm-hmm. started that trend yeah I mean it was just that's what it kind of felt like but uh, it um what do you call it? Uh, it just wasn't as big of like a reach as uh, what do you as call it? As something like Roma. 
as Roma or like uh, uh, as Roma or um, I'm trying to remember like the other ones you mentioned about that. Like Belfast uh, or something? Belfast, yeah, something like Belfast. But yeah, no, you're you're making great points about that. Like, I, I mean, I fully believe, and I, I've definitely heard the point before, um, but I feel like it's really fitting that uh, The Fablemans is that one, mm-hmm. um, because Spielberg is arguably the most influential American director of all time, and it feels very right that he makes his version of that. Yeah. Um, so also, I'm too, this is I, I wonder if we see it because I remember when we both saw Irishman, we were both like, this feels like it should be his last movie. I wonder if that's how uh, Fableman will feel as well. Yeah, I mean, it definitely won't be his last movie, but I could see mm-hmm. him feeling like it should be. Yeah. Um, or at least I think it's a movie that he could have only made at this stage of his career. Like, I cannot imagine him making it any earlier in his life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the same way you like you don't write your uh, memoir at yeah. an earlier age like 75 or some shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so you yeah, know i i'm really looking forward to it um another one to bring up for that same day uh thanksgiving weekend strange world the new disney movie um gotta bring up a disney movie uh because Encanto won last year it's usually mm-hmm. either disney or pixar that wins the oscar each year um strange world has jake gyllenhaal jibuki is in it <laughs> yeah i was gonna uh, say isn't that the one with jibuki yeah jibuki plays jake gyllenhaal's son in the movie so that's funny um uh i think it looks pretty cool uh from what i've seen from it and uh i'm kind of curious if it will be uh i don't think it'll be like in kanto uh because it's not as like diverse and uh uh, thematically like resonant i don't feel like it seems Mm -hmm. but it seems like a fun movie it seems more akin to like the walking mushroom is cool yeah it looks cool I, i i think it's taking like a page out of like a Kind of like an HP Lovecraft kind of like vibe, which I dig. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it looks really good. I don't know where its award chances are, but I feel like you never know until a Disney movie comes out. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it can have like this whole secret emotional third act that like fucking wrecks you, or it's like a baby movie. Like you really have no clue until it comes out. So yeah. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. I like the cast. I like Disney. So uh, yeah, why not? Uh, and same day, Bones and All, the new Luca Guadagnino movie. Um, I am putting this on the list because I am personally excited for it, and Luca Guadagnino always gets a mention on the pod. Uh, but that being said, it is a cannibal coming-of-age movie, like mm-hmm. Raw, so I don't foresee it being a big awards player. Um, do you have a, a second take on that, or do you kind of agree with me? Uh, I kind of agree. I do. Luke is a great filmmaker, um, and they did they embraced Connor by her name, but Suspiria got kind of uh, uh, shut out, and I don't I don't think yeah. any of his other films uh, like a bigger splash. Uh, did he do Ladder Than Bombs, or is that the guy who did? Oh, that's uh, the guy who did uh, Worst Person. Worst Person. Never mind that. But like none of his other films had really been seen, uh, and yeah. obviously Suspiria is a lot more out there than this sounds, but. Uh, which is yeah. crazy to say, but uh, I don't I don't see them unless it's like a really amazing. I don't see them embracing it. I um, well I can't talk about it, can I? Uh, I was gonna <laughs> say something, but I can't talk about the movie, so you have to come back uh, when I can talk about it in uh, November. Uh, but I, I don't foresee it being a big awards player. Is all I'll say. But I that does not mean I think it looks bad. I just don't think it looks uh. Or, I don't know. I'm just kind of putting myself on a corner here. I don't think it's going to mm-hmm. be a big awards player. That's all I'm going to say. Um, December 2nd, we have Women Talking. Uh, that's the new Sarah Polly movie. 
Um, I think this is going to be a big awards player. It has Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, Rooney Mara, Francis McDormand. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, I, I love Sarah Polly. I think Sarah Polly is really, really talented. Um, and I don't know. I'm just really looking forward to this. I think, um, do you know anything about Sarah Polly, like her career? No, I'm looking her up on Letterboxd right now. Um, so she did Stories We Tell, which is like an amazing, probably like one of my favorite documentaries of all time. Um, this is her first um, uh, narrative movie. Uh, I don't know why I blanked on that word. Since uh, Take This Waltz with uh, Seth Rogen and um, uh, Michelle Williams, which I think is really solid. Um, I am really hoping this movie is as good as it sounds, but it's her first narrative feature in over t- 10 years. So I'm hoping it's worth the wait. Um, but uh, it sounds fantastic. I've apparently the sets are huge for it. I've seen some set pictures, uh, and it looks really like cool. Um, Jesse Buckley and Rooney Mara in one movie. I mean, come on. And like Francis McDormand and Claire Foy too, dude, come on. Um, I think this would be a big awards player. In fact, you could see like half this cast getting nominated if it's as good as it sounds. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think this is a big mention. I, I think it's going to go under people's radar until like a trailer drops. But uh, you heard it here first. Women talking, December. It's gonna be a big one. Um, uh, December 9th, our boy Sam Mendes is back with Empire of Light. Mm-hmm. Yet another um, movie about him reflecting on his childhood. I heard. Is it? I think so. I, I heard it's a love story. I I think it's about his parents. Is it? That's what I I think I think so. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll look it up. I'm reading the description says a romance develops in a beautiful old cinema on the south coast of England in the 1980s. Maybe it's not then. I don't know. I've heard from what I know about it and there's like no trailer or anything, so I could be very wrong. Um is that it's a love story between Colin Firth and Olivia Coleman. Um and I've heard that it's very like bittersweet kind of uh just like a, a very sweet movie um and it's gonna be like one of his softest movies yet because sam mendez you know, he did skyfall 1917 um I, I think it's gonna be more akin to like a revolutionary road mm-hmm. you know what i mean as opposed uh, to I, a road to perdition exactly <laughs> um which is also a great movie that i saw for the first time recently um, <laughs> i've never seen that one it's a good one i like it um but yeah, no, check uh, check that one out, and I think this will be a big awards player. Olivia Coleman has proven to be like, she's like kind of turning into Meryl Streep a little bit with her nominations. Uh, well, she's so great, it's it's, uh, it's not yeah, even no. fair, especially in the favorite. Oh my god, she's like mm-hmm. incredible in that movie. Um, but Colin Firth too. I mean, Colin Firth is amazing, and uh, this one really seems like a, like a labor of love from Sam Mendes. The way he talks about it is very high, uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, I do not care about this movie, but on December 14th, we have A Man Called Otto, which is the new Tom Hanks movie. Um, it's the U.S. adaptation of A Man Called Ove, or Ove, or whatever it's Which called. is a great movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, I love A Man Called Ove. I've always dismissed it as like just a stupid like awards movie, and I was even more less interested in like an American version of it. But uh, It's like a really weird... Uh, like kind of like Wes Anderson adjacent movie. Uh, it's not, I wouldn't say it's too much like it. I would say, uh, did you, it's a bit, it's like if Wes, it, it's like, if like uh, Tony Erdman had like a Wes Anderson flair to it. That's the best way I can describe it. 
Okay, maybe I'll check it out then. I I'll leave no, my words. I, I haven't seen it since. I think that was what 2016 when it came out. I haven't seen it since I saw it. That sounds about right. Uh, 2015. Yeah, I, yeah, so I was 15 when I saw it, but I liked it. Okay. Yeah, I know I played it in Zion back in the day, but I never saw it. Um. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll. Sh- I mean, I don't really know anything about this one. I like Tom Hanks, obviously, but I just kind of brush this off as like another U.S. remake of a good international film. So uh, I guess uh, he's, uh, he's kind of actually an odd pick for the part. That's like you'd expect like a again like a like a like a Jack Nicholson type character because it's like a really yeah. it's just like a really old man. Right. Like a Stellan I mean, Skarsgård or something. Maybe they'll um put him under like prosthetics. And, uh, you know, uh, that way he can do, like, some of the physical stuff in the movie, mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm looking – I guess I'm looking forward to it right now. Fuck you, Joe. <laughs> um, uh, Sorry. So, yeah. So, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Actually, hold on. Before we move on, let me see who's directing this one. Then I'll get excited or not excited. It's uh, Mark Forrester. Or Who Mark is Forrest. Uh, I think he did uh, Leaving Neverland. Is he the one that did Christopher Robin? No, he did. No, not Leaving Neverland. Uh, no, he did uh, – that, I'm thinking of a different guy. He did World War Z, Quantum of Solace, Christopher Robin. He did Finding Neverland. Stranger than... Oh, yeah, Finding that. Leaving Neverland's the Michael Jackson documentary. Oh, yeah, different movies. Um, okay, I mean, I like Christopher Robin and I like Finding Neverland, so, like, sure. Yeah. Stranger Than Fiction's very underrated. Have you seen that movie? No, I have not. Very good, very good movie. It's like almost like Will Ferrell's Truman Show, I would say. Oh, that's cool. It's very, very good. That's a Adam Wreck. It's kind of underrated, I would say. Um, I know Rico loves this one. Really? Yeah. Yo, Rico, Rico's my boy. Like he, he knows what he's fucking talking about. Um, low-key based. Low-key based, Rico. Um, uh, December 16th, we have the highest grossing movie of all time, Avatar The Way of Water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm excited for it because I love my dad, James Cameron. Uh, but... I don't know. I mean, I don't think it'll be a big awards player. I don't foresee it getting a Best Picture nomination like the original did. Uh, but I could be wrong, I guess. Um, I think it'll. it's definitely going to win Best Visuals. Is there any doubt about that? Uh, what, like, yeah, it'll probably, definitely. I mean, didn't they, like, revolutionize the CGI? The first Again? one? Yeah. Or oh, the, oh, no, doesn't this new one, like, did, did, they, did they perfect water? Isn't that the thing? Yeah, like water, and also um, I, I've heard that the 3D in this one is even crazier. We went to a screening of the trailer. Um, I remember thinking the trailer's 3D was pretty solid. Uh, uh, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I've heard that the 3D is even crazier. The uh, visuals are even crazier in this one. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm just questioning how big it'll be. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know it'll be a success. Never doubt James Cameron, but I just don't foresee it like passing Avengers Endgame or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like I think he got lucky in 2009. You know. You think like, so? It, how, that, I mean, it could play. How do you think it'll play like overseas though? You know. I think no. That's definitely like that's what's gonna push it like over a billion or. I, I think I could see this going over like 1.2 billion, but mm-hmm. it won't hit like the two billion of the first movie. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the thing about the first movie was that it was such a revolutionary thing where 3D was new again, and every mm-hmm. like this was it was less about the movie itself as it was about the concept of 3D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the experience of going and seeing it, like if in I'm a not and being like yeah. transported. If I'm not mistaken, this was like the when the first one came out, it was like the biggest 3D wide release in like what had been a long time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, you were alive when that came out. You were young, but you yeah. were alive. I mean, <laughs> I was pretty young too. I think I was like, uh, damn, I think I was like 11 when it came out. Um, and I remember thinking like, I, I liked the movie a lot when I first saw it. And I remember being in that cultural moment of it being like a big fucking deal. It was just like what it must've been like when Titanic came out, where it was like number one at the box office for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of perceive this being a big hit, but not as groundbreaking as the original. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm prepared to eat my words because James. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it'll do. I'm excited for it. So um, I will say uh, before we move on, did you ever you, have you ever seen Alita Battle Angel? No, I have not. Um, when it played in uh, AMC theaters, I've never, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you if you know of a movie after this, but when it came out, they played it in Dolby, in Dolby 3D. And um, I've never since then seen a movie in Dolby Cinema 3D before. Um, yeah, I don't think I have either. But it was the best 3D I've ever seen in my life. Um, it was beautiful. Because, um, you know, you have like the crisp, like the greatness of Dolby, like the clarity of it, on top of that 3D. Um, and it was stunning. Like there were like the 3D was really like fully like coming out at you. Uh, it was insane. Uh, I think the movie is pretty solid, but the 3D for Alita was crazy. So I'm hoping that when this comes out, they're gonna have Avatar and Dolby 3D. Because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like it like will literally change my life if I do that. So uh, um, we'll see. Had to sh- I'm looking at it right now. They would have had to. I, they did uh, Ghost in the Shell, and. Um... Well, that was um that was before Dolby was built here in Orlando. And then they did Gemini Man and in, in Dolby 3D, but those are the only two I'm seeing. There's a movie called uh, Z- Z- Neza. I've never heard of that. Yeah, do you see the picture of like those um those glasses? Mm-hmm. Like that's what the, they give you like really fucking chunky glasses, and you, at first you wonder why, but then you like see how like effective the 3D is, and you're like, holy shit. Like it almost like ruins every other 3D movie for you because of 3D. Oh, I think they only did these in Beijing, so they might not have done them in America. Um, all I can say is with Alita Battle Angel, it was great, and that was a James Cameron produced movie. So I'm hoping with uh, Avatar, he brings back Dolby 3D for uh, for Avatar, which if he wants it to be a big success like the first Avatar, you got to put 3D in every theater. You got to do it again. Like that's the only way to do it. Yeah, Um, come on, James. Yeah, um, December twenty first, uh, Shazam two, Fury of the Gods. Any interest in this one? Yeah, I like uh, I like the first one quite a bit, and I like um, Rachel Zegler. Is that her name? Yeah, Rachel yeah, she's Zegler. in the cast. I'm a big fan of her, um, and I liked the first one. I liked David F. Sandberg. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, I'm kind of nervous for it to go up against like Avatar, uh, but it might oh, get. <laughs> it, it might be pretty good counter i mean it's coming out like this comes out on the friday so it'll be like matrix versus spider-man mm. so it has like it comes out like five days after i think the following wednesday but still it is like a little nerve-wracking you know um uh because i mean it's the same thing that happened with the first shazam it came up against almost endgame like, it came out three weeks before endgame uh and that that was like really bad for that movie because i think it would have had better legs if it came out earlier you know mm-hmm. yeah um uh, but uh, but no, I'm looking forward to this one. I like the first movie a lot. I think I thought the trailer was okay, but I could see the movie being even better because I remember thinking the first movie looked okay, 
in the movie itself was pretty great. I would say I'd say it's like one of the better DC EU movies. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and a movie that I'm not looking forward to for one specific reason is I want to dance with somebody. Um, and do you want to guess why that is Joey? Uh, what movie is this? I want to dance with somebody. Is it the, is it's it a the Whitney Houston bicycle? Okay. Yeah. Any, uh, any guess? Don't, don't look it up. Uh, don't look it up, but you no no idea why I'm not looking forward to it. Um, because, uh, uh, is it one of the ones where they didn't get the rights to the music? No, close. Even worse, I would say. Um, it, uh, although that may be true. I don't know. Um, it's from the writer of Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, geez. Yeah. We're in for round two, baby. We can't keep getting away with this. (laughs) Um, Uh, and from the director of Harriet. So I don't know if I'm, I don't know. I haven't seen her other movies, but I don't know if I'm excited for this one. Uh, Harriet's bad. And, um, I don't feel bad for saying that because, uh, they made up a lot of shit in that movie. So something yeah, like really I mean, the also like weird. Like, I mean, I mean, maybe maybe the director had a, had a reason for doing it, but to like imply that Harriet, I mean, and, and, and no basis in history that she that like that that God was speaking like directly through her was like that uh, that whole subplot I thought was super strange. I have mostly forgot that movie, but I remember thinking it was bad. Like there, um, like there's and, a scene where she's running, she's like, she's like leading people, and then she stops, and then an angel comes to her, and she's like, "We gotta go this way." <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was like poorly directed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like it was actually, I thought it was okay direction-wise. There's some nice stuff uh, in there, and the the performances are good. Just like a really weird script. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if she wrote that movie or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did. So, fuck yeah, me, sorry. I guess. And I thought that the uh, spoiler alert for Harry. I mean, this is a, ha- a Harriet diss track now, so maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Janelle Monae's death scene, I thought was really awkwardly handled as well. I don't remember that scene, but uh, I believe you. Um, I mean, this might may or may not be awards player. Um, it may or may not uh be good actually. Maybe the writer, because I, like I said, I thought um, he's not, he didn't, uh, or she didn't write, or she wrote Harriet, but I thought Harriet was kind of okayly directed. Mm-hmm. Like it was just the script that was the issue. And this guy, I mean, he also has, like, he did write Bohemian Rhapsody, but on the other hand, he did write, let's see, The Two Popes, which I thought was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been like, a, he's written a lot of okay Oscar movies. He wrote yeah. Two Popes, Two Popes Gosp- Darkest Hour, <laughs> Fear of Everything. Like, very okay movies. So, if I had to guess, I bet this is better than Bohemian Rhapsody, but about on par with like the Two Popes. So, mm-hmm. uh, Which my mom loved. I did not like that movie. Uh, Two Popes? So, yeah, I don't know why I didn't like it. I just thought it was like fucking stupid. Um, good performances, but I thought it was just fucking boring. You um, don't like a cute movie about popes hanging out? I really don't. What the hell? Um, uh, I, although I will say, Naomi Aki, I like her a lot, so I'm kind of excited for her to like get a full-on role. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashton she Sanders, played... he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like him a lot. Obviously, he's great. Um, Stanley Tucci is always fun, but um, yeah, I don't know. Just not uh, super jazzed for this one, for obvious reasons. I just, uh, I just think it's funny, the guy who directed Two Popes, uh, a, uh, like, some, I mean, not. I'm not gonna call the movie propaganda, but like a super pro-Christianity Catholicism movie. Uh, did City of God, which is one of like the most violent, fucked up, disturbing movies I've ever seen. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I <laughs> I think um wait, the guy who did City of God did two popes? Yeah, the guy like City of God the director? The, uh, yeah, um Fernando Whoa. um Mariellis. I did not know that. I did not know that. Isn't City that of God weird? Is, yeah. City of God's a great fucking movie and Two yeah. Popes is not a great movie so that's funny and thematically they could not be any more different yeah even and though like it, just stylistically the city of god's got this like frenetic kind of grimy feeling to it and and yeah. two popes is this very cleanly shot movie that's really fucking funny um wow okay uh that's that's news to me uh <laughs> i guess i'm gonna have my film boy card taken away from me because i didn't know that um well well, there's not many say, two. It's not like the two popes is a big. It's like it was a I, it was a big Oscar player that year, and then everyone forgot about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um. It it was like a. I I mean I didn't like think it was terrible. I just thought it was like boring. Like I thought it was really boring. Um. Maybe a little too much propaganda for my taste, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh. But um. And then what? December twenty fifth. Uh, uh. We have Babylon, the new Damien Chazelle movie. Uh. Buddy. Can can you smell it? Because that's the most anticipated movie of the year that I'm cooking. Uh, that's that's what that is. I do. I'm do. Uh, I'm getting a whiff. Um, buddy, I it's been a minute since I've been uh, this ready for cinema, and uh, I I think since Dune, Dune might have been the last one where I was like, this is just gonna be a good good old plate of sizzle and cinema, but uh, that's what I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a big old serving of cinema. Uh, I can't wait for it um damon chazelle has never uh missed i don't think uh first man haters stay stay broke uh, <laughs> you're gonna stay woke over here because yeah. uh, first man fucking rules um but uh la la land's the, one of the best movies of all time whiplash is one of the best movies of all time uh him making a movie about hollywood uh with brad pitt margot robbie uh i forgot who all was in it but i told uh, him yeah, Toby is it, isn't Toby playing Charlie Chaplin in it? Yeah, I think so. I've heard that. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, can't wait for that. Um, I, I would say most anticipated of the year. Yeah, for certainly for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, I know you're a big Chazelle boy. Isn't so, uh, yeah. is Bardo out this year? The Inurita movie. So I'm glad you asked, buddy, because I have a list of undated movies. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna I'll list them off and feel free to stop me if you want to talk about them. Uh, and this is undated slash unknown. So there's a few of these where I'm pretty sure they are coming out this year. And there's some where I straight up don't know slash don't think they will, but I'm including them just in case. Uh, speaking of ones that I really don't think they are coming out this year, poor things. Uh, I, which is a a really sad for me. (laughs) Um, I, I, I'm so excited for this movie, but if it means that if he just wants to perfect it till next year, by all means do it. Because uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 it'll probably be con next year, right? Like it'll probably yeah. be. Yeah. And like uh, I know I trust Yorgos, but and I know he wouldn't. Uh, I, it's like a, a delay on a movie is not as. Uh, it's like uh, you know everybody thinks like delaying a movie is a bad thing because the Suicide Squad, but it's uh, it's usually yeah. not. So. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to this uh, whenever it comes out, probably next year. Um, Asteroid City, uh, I do not think is coming out this year, but I guess there's always a chance. Mm-hmm. Although, no, it's, it's coming out next year, right? Like, there's no mm-hmm. way. Because, like, if there's a Wes Anderson movie coming out this year, we would know about it. Is that the one that's with, like, Tom Hanks, but that's supposed to be a musical? 
I don't know if it's going to be a musical, but I know it has Tom Hanks. Okay. Um, Isn't he have a musical coming out? That was a rumor. I don't know where the fuck the rumor went. I heard the rumor of it, and then they just disappeared in the wind. So I don't know. I don't know if it was like a false rumor, or I don't know if it's like his one after this one. Mm. But um, but yeah. Um, one here's a weird one where I was under the impression up until writing the notes, I thought it was coming out this year. Um, but Taika Waititi's next goal wins. Apparently, is coming out next yeah. year. Uh, where when that's I feel like that's been sitting on the shelf for a long. I know they did do the reshoots Dude. with uh, what's his name, uh, but it's well, like but where? I remember that was like we were talking about that for Oscars last year. We did it for 2020. Uh, they, they shot they shot all the um scenes uh, except for Walmart Nat in 2019, I believe. Uh, so that'll be a three year on the shelf movie by the time it comes out. Uh, but no, he was doing press for Love and Thunder, and he said, yeah, 2023 for that one. Um, so that's kind of wild. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe it, but, uh, I guess we're doing next year. I only have it in the notes because I found out when writing the notes, um, uh, Florian Zegler's the son, the follow up to the father. Um, that's, I do uh, not I think really playing tip. So that should be out this either this year or January of next year. I have heard that it will come out this year. I only have it on this side of the list because it's not dated. Uh, it doesn't have a exact release date, although um, I am predicting probably like a limited Christmas wide release January, February. Uh, I, I don't foresee us getting it in Florida until January. So mm. whatever. Um, Triangle of Sadness. Um, I know this. Apparently this was really, um, really good. It has Woody Harrelson in it. Um, Who did that one? Um, well, like the director. Yeah. Um, it's let me see how to pronounce his name. Ruben Ostland. Uh, he oh, did the guy who did uh, the the square. Force majeure. Yeah. Yeah. Force majeure. The square. Which you've only seen. Um, what's it called? Uh, I've only seen force the... majeure. I didn't see the square. No, I meant. Uh, oh wait, you. Oh, you have seen force majeure. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen force majeure and the other one. I yeah, I was gonna say I thought you only saw the remake, not the original. But um, I was at the but, remake, uh, the remake. Uh. Yeah, before COVID hit, right? Yeah, right before COVID hit. Um, yeah, no, I this is the same director as that. I've heard it's really good. Um, so I, and I love Force Majeure, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, what are your thoughts on Bardo? Didn't he win the Palm d'Or? This one? Um, wait, which one? Bardo or? Or Triangle of Sadness didn't win the Palm d'Or? I'm pretty sure. Yes, it did. I'm looking at the poster now. Yeah. Palm d'Or. Yeah. Um, so pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but Bardo, the new Inuritu movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's is that Netflix? Yes. Okay, I I couldn't remember. I because I thought that in my head, but I, I don't know if I was making it up or not. Um, I there's some controversy with this one and how it like violated a lot of COVID protocols when filming it. Um, so I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know how I feel about all that. Uh, but that being said, uh, that in your two, you can make a pretty good movie. Yeah, I mean, Birdman uh, was like my one of my all-time favorite films. So great movie. I am excited great. for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The Revenant's great. Uh, yeah, I, I like his movies a lot. Um, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Uh, can't wait. Uh, can't can't wait with the capital C. I'm very excited for that. Um, I love when he tackles animation, and I think. I, if I don't mistake, is this his first directed 
Because I know he's produced a lot of animation, but is this the first one he's directed? I think so. I could be... I don't think I'm missing anything, but... Um, yeah, no, I'm super excited for this. Um, I know this is doesn't have an exact release date, but on the trailer it says in theaters November, on Netflix in December. So it, they're definitely gearing... Theaters. I... Well, I, I definitely think you will, because we usually have press screenings for the Netflix movies in theaters. Hell yeah. For the awards players. Uh, so we, we should be getting that. Um, we also have... Um, What's his name? Uh, White Noise from Noah Baumbach. Mm-hmm. Um, this is playing a NIF, right? Yeah, I think so. it's opening NIF. And Venice, yeah. the first movie to ever do that. Um, the first movie to ever open Venice? Or open first... NIF and Venice. Oh, like, do both. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know me, I love my boy Baumbach. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Greta Gerwig, what, is this her first time in front of the camera? And, like, God, yeah, how long? Since, uh, since she started directing. Yeah, or she has that no, she has that part in uh it, no, she doesn't. She's she's she does a voice in Isle of Dogs, but I don't think she's actually she hasn't been on camera in that sense. Right. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I mean, what was the last time? Mistress America probably. Yeah, which I just watched recently and is awesome. Fucking fantastic. Super funny movie. Very, very funny. Um yeah, yeah no, I'm excited. I mean, not to make it about that, I was surprised. The sense of humor almost took me off guard. I was like, whoa, this is really different from what I was expecting. Yeah, it's very funny. It's a great, like, um, uh, what do you call it? Dessert to Francis Ha. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I honestly think you... Well, I feel like you could watch them in the order of, like, Lady Bird, Francis Ha, and then Mistress America. Like, it could be, like, a little trilogy. Because <laughs> um, you could honestly read Francis Ha as like a sequel to Lady Bird, if you really wanted mm-hmm. to. Um, but, uh, sorry, my Greta fanboy just popped out a little bit. <laughs> um, next, we, this movie's definitely coming out this year, but it does not have a date. Uh, the Whale, the Darren Aronofsky movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot fucking wait for this movie. Um, uh, Brendan Fraser, Hive, Rise Up. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it looks, sounds fantastic. Uh, I'm eager to see a trailer for it, uh, but I love Aronofsky, so I'm excited. Uh, any thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah, no, I can't wait. I, I did a bit of an Aronofsky binge earlier this year, so I'm I'm, jones- I'm itching for a, a a new one from him. Did you see the play for this? Because I know you're a, uh, like a no, I have theater. I, I hadn't heard of it until it was announced uh, as a movie. My girlfriend said the uh, play for it was phenomenal, uh, and I, I've I mean I've heard the play is like really really great, and um, I like when uh, Aronofsky goes for like. I don't know. I think Aronofsky, he does the dark stuff really well, but when he tries to like find humanity and all that, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. So I think this will be a nice balance for him, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, next one up, uh, Glass Onion, the Knives Out sequel. Um, I'm wondering if this will be as big of like a awards player as the first movie, but uh, either way, I'm excited for it, because uh, Ryan Johnson never misses. Uh, it kind of sucks it's going to be a Netflix original, uh, just because I feel like it'll get dumped uh but whatever uh i am excited to see it i hope i can see it in a theater because uh to this day the first knives out is one of the best theater experiences of my life uh like seeing with the crowd was really fun i don't know about you but mm-hmm. uh i'm excited for this one yeah i was i got to see that that was a scad film fest one I, I, I that was a great time yeah i mean i i love the first movie um what are you thinking about this one are you excited for it 
Um, Glass Onion. I mean, I the cast is great, and I, I obviously this is a pro Ryan Johnson pod, uh, yeah. so I I'll see anything he makes, you know. Yeah, fuck Zach Perry. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then here's two to wrap it up uh, that I'm really I I would say it's a pure fifty fifty they come out this year. Uh, the Killer from David Fincher. Mm-hmm. Um, even the editor of this movie, he said they're currently editing it. He said he thinks it'll come out late this year like christmas late but he said don't be surprised if they hold it till next year either uh i do know that netflix at one point said it was going to be a fall release this year yeah i mean hey i it's not unlike him to like have a movie Mm -hmm. kind of lately announced in the year i remember mank was kind of similar where we're like is it coming out it's coming out and then the trailer dropped and we're like holy shit Mm -hmm. uh so Yo, I mean, I'm excited. It sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and another one where I, I, it may be more of like a 60, 40, 60, I think comes out next year, 40 this year. But uh, unfortunately, Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, the Scorsese joint, uh, I think Look, it might be next yeah, year. Yeah, it's looking like it'll be delayed. <clears throat> well, I've heard that um, apparently they, Apple TV doesn't even know, which is who uh, owns it. <laughs> Uh, I, I've heard that because uh, ever since the Will Smith thing, because uh, like apparently their awards player this year is going to be Emancipation, but then uh, the Oscar stuff happened and that's not going to happen, obviously. Uh, probably. I don't I don't want to speak for anything, but uh, apparently they still do kind of want an awards player this year and they uh, they want killers done. But I also heard that, you know, because Marty is notorious for being in the pro post-production process for a while. So yeah, forever and the pre-production yeah. process. Yeah, no, I mean, I remember silence like the Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. I mean, I remember that was like what shot in 2014 and come out to like December of 2016. Mm-hmm. Like that was crazy. Well, um, Irishman was announced when I was in middle school. Right. Yeah. No, the Irishman Well, they, he blamed that on the technology, which I, I guess I can see, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I still complain if I, about it. Yeah, no, obviously. Because uh, fuck Marty. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, but if I had to predict, if I was a betting man, I'd say next year. I think it opens con. Uh, I think it's going to play like the Irishman. It opens at cons, and then it, uh, it goes all the way to like November without being released. And uh, uh, Which means we're gearing up for a big award season next year with like Dune Part 2. Uh, mm-hmm. uh Next goal wins, Killer of the Flower Moon, uh, all these big awards, like uh, poor things. Uh, but to end this pod, I, I'm pretty excited. Uh, why are a couple, uh, I just wanted to add, is, is Disappointment Boulevard going to be this year, or do you think it'll be next? That's next year, big time. Okay. Um, yeah, because apparently uh, A24 and Ari Aster, I have only, that's just rumors, but I, I heard that they're really like at odds with like the runtime for it. Mm-hmm. And um, I've heard that the post production is going to be brutal for it and um they also don't think it's going to be a big awards player like i think they're thinking it more akin to a midsummer hereditary where it's mm-hmm. it's fantastic but it's just not you know in a, an oscar movie so to speak. yeah um, um and then spaceman the uh, the um, adam sandler one um i don't know if i can comment on this movie um yeah because, i just don't know if they're planning on dropping it this year or not i don't think it's coming out well i mean maybe i i don't know i really have no clue because i i've heard nothing about it uh 
like at all since like what earlier this year when all the news was coming out about it yeah and then it kind of went radio silent um for reasons i may know about but mm-hmm. uh but yeah no it uh i'll tell you more off pod about that movie but yeah. i if i was a betting man if it comes out this year it'll be a silent drop like kind of like a I don't foresee them campaigning it a lot, or I could see it being like an April next year mm-hmm. kind of movie. Uh, um, and so, then the last thing I wanted to mention is uh, I Terrence Malick uh, shot a Jesus movie in 2019, so we might see that this year. I don't know. I doubt. Wasn't that going to be yeah. a miniseries? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a TV show or a movie. Uh, I mean, just the way he does movies, I'm not sure. Uh, Mark Reliance is playing Satan, so that'll be cool. Really? Yeah. I did not um, know this. And uh, the, the Ben Shapiro's company, The Daily Wire, has started making movies, so maybe they'll get some awards buzz. I just searched Terrence Malick on Google, and uh, the first thing that came up is a Vulture article that says Terrence Malick apparently loves Jason Derulo's Talk Dirty. <laughs> Dude, he's a uh, Terrence Malick uh, is a is a reclusive goat. Uh, there's like three pictures of him that he's there's only three pictures of him that he consented to, like in the world. That's kind of insane. Yeah. Um, I like his movies a lot. I, I'm a big Tree of Life boy. Uh, Days of Heaven High have rise up. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I love a lot of his movies. Although I will say, other than like Song to Song, all of his post-Tree of Life, I have not been a big fan of. Like Night of Cups to The Wonder, I wasn't too hot on those. I thought Hidden Life was pretty good. Hidden um, Life is an amazing 90-minute movie trapped in a... Uh, what three hour three hour movie, yeah yeah that movie's egregiously long like just look way too fucking long mm-hmm. i do like it though i think it's pretty good um but uh my final question for you joey uh gun to your fucking head i'm about to blow your little brain out what's winning best picture next year the fableman fableman's um now, if I had to pick, um, I'll hit you with the Babylon. Damn, yeah. you think so? You, oh, you think they got to they got to write their wrong? I really do, because like, how many times? I mean, every fucking year you hear the Damien Giselle. Damien Giselle's gonna come for the Oscar, and then he loses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's his it's it's his Hollywood movie, dude. He's making the movie about movies this year. La La Land was kind of that movie, but it was also about you know like jazz and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is fully about Hollywood. This is his move. This is his, the artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is his once upon a time in Hollywood. You know, he he has an A list cast. It's about Hollywood. And he's actually, you know, he he just said there's that monkey on his back. A little bit, yeah. So, um, I I and it sounds great. So like, why not? Um, I could foresee something completely out of the blue winning. Like I could see everything everywhere coming in and stealing. That would be awesome if they were really cool. I, I'm not kidding. I really think it could happen. I really do. Um, but who knows? We'll definitely do more episodes as the year goes on. Uh, we'll be covering even more of these movies that we talked about today. Um, uh, I think the next episode we're doing is a rehearsal and uh, Better Call Saul episodes. So uh, look for that in about two-ish weeks. And uh, Joey, until then, where can everyone find you online, buddy? You can find me at Joseph underscore Salamone on most platforms. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. Uh, you know what, Joey, make a fucking be real. How about that? Instead of watching, any of, instead of any 
I, I'll tell you this. You don't have to watch normal people if you make it be real tonight. Dude, I'd rather watch normal people. <laughs> why? Why do? What is it with you and not making it be real? Come on. Dude, I don't know. Gotta, it's like I never got on TikTok, so it's like why would I get on Be Real? You got to be real, bro. You're right, though. I know. I, I know you're right. All right. Well, if uh, you or the followers want, you can follow me on Be Real at Adam Ron Sandler, uh, and you can follow uh, the pod itself, AOK Pod, on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, AOK Online uh, is actually the new handle. I forgot. Uh, and also our website, it goes to ok.com. Uh, we are going to press screenings. We're reviewing movies. We're doing all the shit. So uh, definitely help us out. And the more that award season goes on, we're going to be going to all the screenings and all the screeners. So we're going to be covering the big heavy hitters this fall. Uh, so if you don't want to wait till the pod, you can look for our written reviews uh, on there. <laughs> uh, so until next time, gamers, keep on uh, chugging along with that little thing called life and keep on blogging with that dog. Bye, guys.